Hey, everyone, once again, I gave a clap to make sure we're all alert. Are we all alert? Because first yes. of all, some big news has happened. Uh, first of all, uh, I mean, guys. You're already good at this really... thing. Wait, <laughs> calm down. It's a really nice day outside. That's the first thing I want to say. Secondly, a little known game called Overwatch 2. The beta is about to come out. Have you guys heard about that? Uh, something, you know, beta, delta, gamma, something about that, yeah. Some math, science, yeah. Or Greek letter. Greek letters. Yeah, yeah you'll love okay. to see it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. good. You're going to be seeing all of your favorite streamers that suddenly love Overwatch playing Overwatch 2 in the coming days. You're going to be seeing that. In the tag gonna... is back? Yeah, you're going to be seeing all of them. Pokemon, uh, Dodger Disrespect. Oh, no, shut up, dude. He's back. Everyone's Let's go. Yeah, XQC. I mean, PVC. Like they're all they're all back. Uh, myself. Acronyms. Like, we're all coming back. You know, seagull. Seagull. Even even <laughs> a seagull. So big big stuff here with the alpha footage release and the embargo lifted. Um, myself, I was part. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say I was part of the beta, the alpha. I didn't make any footage, mostly because I was too busy and I was lazy. That's the main stuff. So I didn't see you, you online, bro. No I was proof. online. You just missed me. No I was online. Uh, but I do think that it's very exciting, right? Like, we're all excited now that we've, we can see content. Everyone remember content? Does everyone remember content in Overwatch? Dude, oh, I just wow. tweeted out. I just tweeted out right before we started recording. Uh, by the time Overwatch League starts next week, it will have been 222 days since the Grand Finals. Sure. And then there was that post on the over, uh, competitive Overwatch Reddit as well. It's yes. like you survived 109 days without any balance changes, 767 days without a new hero, 986 days without a hero rework, 1,103 days without a new map, and of course, 906 days since Wait, the announcement of World War II. A thousand days since a new map. Yes, well, I mean, 1,100 maps. 1,100 non-deathmatch maps, yeah. Johnny, that sounds like someone in a prison cell just marking off the days one by one, you know, like, oh, it's been a thousand now. Made it. Yeah, we, we remade a room uh, in my house. So that's the entire wallpaper. It's just like me drawing yeah. <laughs> straight lines on the wall. That makes sense. That makes sense. They're yeah. the real ones. You know, anybody who's played an Overwatch this entire time with no content and they finally made it, like, I'm proud of you. Pat yourself on the back. You're a real one. I mean, you I hope they make a documentary about Emon. That must have been like an amazing like year and a half. Like how <laughs> Emon Flats, J3, like dominating the tw the Twitch category for this long and how they look. I tried to play tank in the in the off season in the drought of content and then I quit after five games. It was good. Good times. <laughs> I made four. Good mm. on you, Josh. Well, good news <laughs> is that you have one less tank to play heading over watch too. So that's the good yeah, news. God uh, bless. Going going forward. So there's been a lot of footage released. I think we are like we're, we should take a look at some of that. We should take a look at, like, what, what's alpha footage should we see? What should be exciting? Bad Patchy Mario made a nice video. Sojourn? Everyone remember seeing that? Sojourn? See Orissa? I want to see Orissa happen here. So yeah. I think this is Bad Patchy Mario's video, correct? Yeah, this is Bad Patchy yeah. So he made a fantastic yeah, video. He made his one video a year. He's done. He goes back into hibernation. He will see no it more content. It has more than 500k viewers. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm looking. Do you mean oh, likes? Overwatch YouTube is back. Do you mean likes? No. No, views. Look at the views. Oh, oh, yeah, views. Oh. For some views. reason, when you said viewers, I'm thinking like live streaming, and my brain's just off. I just had lots of travel days. I've, my brain is just like functionally off. <laughs> Dude, oh, it's crazy. Yes. Your Dude. Overwatch got 338,000 viewers. I think yeah, Flats yeah. had like 600,000 viewers on a video. Dude, it's crazy. Overwatch, Overwatch content is back. It's back. Spot the jaws in this video. There's quite a few. Me and BP duos like every single day on the alpha. Like it was, it was like playing Overwatch with the boys again. You know, just logging mm. on, just get on with your, your your homies, and then just just hanging out in in random quick play games. Yeah, it was, it was honestly mean, awesome. 
My entire alpha experience is being featured in other people's videos dying, probably. I just remember looking at <laughs> someone's videos. Dude, Look yeah. Me, so oh, there I am. I'm in the kill feed. Yeah. I died. There you go. Same, same with me. Uh, when I was streaming on the, like, oh, you get to talk about it day, everybody was like, I've seen... Oh, there's me! Getting frank yeah, and it was like, yeah, I, I saw you in the kill feed all the time. Like, people come in my, in my chat. So, yeah, I can imagine it was the same to you, Avril, because you were on it, like, a ton, too. I was in the... Like, um, they, they released some sort of like uh, content creator pug. They called it a scrim. I don't know. I'm not going to get down oh, yeah. the yeah. terminology, but it's like this content creator pug. And it's not my POV. There's like someone spectating it as well. And all you just see is my name in the kill feed getting killed over and over because I was like 50 ping. I was on awful ping, so I was getting yeah, absolutely destroyed. Nice. Yeah, the queues, the queues are a bit nightmarish sometimes. I remember because me, you, and BP duoed for a little bit and like, or yeah. like me, you, and Seth. Do you remember we waited in the queue for like yeah, half yeah. an hour? And then Seth was like, yeah, I'm just going to leave, bro. And I was like, okay, that's good because two hours time, BP's logging on and I can do it with him. We're just going to play for the whole day. <laughs> it, was, it was so sick. But you had to catch it at the right time. But when everybody was on, it was cool. It was yeah, like yeah. almost like a high rated lobby where you kind of like know everybody. Mm. Um, which was great. Oh, this is the clip that I okay. I got killed by John Spector in this. Uh, this how many, how, many, how many pros? How many pros did you go up against? And what um, was that like for you? Oh my god, that's my favorite part of the video. You got to go watch this video. This is my favorite part. Um, how many pros? I played against quite a few. I actually played against someone like a ton. Dude, someone was only playing Doomfist, and yeah. he was like destroying people on Doom. It was disgusting. I've heard good things about someone. I mean, we'll get to that at a later yeah, point. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that Heard one. good so, things about the, 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 the summer The return salt. of 2016 Overwatch, it feels, you know? Remember when it used to be fun to play Overwatch and it was cool? Everyone was like, guys, let's all go into Overwatch. That's I was yeah. literally in, like, discords that are not even about gaming, and they were talking about this video and talking about Overwatch, and I was like, like, I don't know what this feels like. I don't know what it feels like to be relevant in the gaming scene anymore with, like, content and people... Well, Johnny, again, yeah. I think it's kind of crazy, because if BP's video is this popular, I mean, we can just credit him for the marketing of Overwatch 2, really, because this has done wonders. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, like, like all, video how all game marketing is really built around, right? Is influencer marketing now, anyways. Is, is BP an influencer? That's is up for you an influencer? That's up for you to decide. He's influencing me. I'm being influenced. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that makes him an influencer, right? Well, there's a lot of cool footage, a lot of stuff going on. We need to delve into some specifics. We have to talk about some stuff that we're all bat-chesting about. We're all rapidly bat-chesting over and over for. So Sojourn was revealed, the new hero. Um, speaking of that long gap of new heroes, what was it? It was 900, no, it was 767 days that new hero. Well, it's now we've got it, Sojourn. We've seen, we've seen Sojourn. We've seen her abilities. We've seen some gameplay footage of her. How, how are we feeling about Sojourn? What's our initial thoughts? Meta? Not meta, strong, not strong. Um, personally, I don't think she's that strong. Uh, she was at the very beginning because her alt had a slightly bigger hitbox, so you could quite e like it was a little bit more forgiving, um, especially to people on ping, <laughs> uh, to get headshots and stuff. That was cool, but I think hit scans are just so good in their alpha, at least, that it just she felt a little bit like everybody was tending towards uh, more hit scans like soldier and stuff towards the very end because he was super quick with his sprint so i'm not sure i'd love to see her a place i'd love to see her find a place <laughs> in the start of the overwatch league but it, it's really hard to tell at this moment because it, yeah. it's like with any new hero where do they fit in yeah uh, joel's right like at the start of the kind of like team meta a lot of teams were playing surgeon because her numbers were really busted it was like I don't know she had one ability that was like doing way too much damage as well. 
Um, slow field used to do way yeah. too much. It's way field or Do you want to explain yeah. the abilities real quick while you talk about her? Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, we should go over the abilities that you talk about them too. Maybe just do a, a rundown. Yeah. So there's a disruption shot ability, which is like, is it her A? You'll you might see yeah. it. You know, BP will be thrown out of the left hand. It's like it shoots a little uh, thing. And it's really just, slow. Big, right there. there you go. That's right there. That's that and big it does slow damage. Yeah. Looks like a giant <laughs> smoke from Valorant is what it looks like to me. Um, and, <laughs> you were not wrong. And. Um, yeah, what it slows people down. It does damage. I think right now it does somewhere around like two hundred damage if you stay in it the entire time. It lasts for how long? Four to five seconds, something like that. Yeah, um, slow's not crazy, so don't go don't go crazy in the. Yeah, it's people, really I, loud people, noise. people have like lost their minds over the slows, but the reality is the slow is actually like not, not that bad. Wait till you tell them about the one shot on the rail. <laughs> 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 so you you you'll see this as well. You hit people and then it gives you like five charge for a body shot 10 charge for a headshot and then less than that if you shoot a shield um and then you right click and you dispense your charges for a rail gun shot and that's a head scan and uh it can headshot and at a certain charge i think it was like 70 or 80 or something it's you can one shot i believe you can one shot a 200 hp target at like 80 percent charge uh, and then your ultimate automatically charges that rail gun at all times and it pierces targets so you can collateral i've seen i actually saw a scrim where someone collateral two people with that it was pretty hardcore um and then what she got she got a power slide on her shift which slide, is yeah. what what cooldown now eight seconds something like that um yeah, it was pretty boxed slide, at first right yeah you yeah it was like five seconds you can slide in any direction i don't that's something that people probably don't know but you can it's not just sliding forward you can slide any direction around you 360 and then anytime during the slide you press space and you can do baps exo jump at any point so it's great. It's like way better than Babs Trump. It's like the better version of Babs Trump. Yeah. So yeah. Here's what first and foremost, she's really fun. You know, she might not be the most powerful when you like stack it up and like first week of Overwatch League, we might not see Sojourn like as much as we probably want, given that it's a new hero and all. But when people get a chance to play her in the beta, oh my god, she is so much mm. fun. She um I mean, people have made this comparison, but she plays like a like a Quake kind of character, yeah. where it's like you have the Straight rail up. gun, of course, and you have the yeah. slide, which was a mechanic in Quake Four, and like you move really quickly. Um, she feels I mean, even the gun play. looks like a Quake gun. Yeah, like it looks like the old LG. I'm pro yeah. like it does. It does. From Quake yeah, 3, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it looks uh, like the old yeah, she's so much fun. I I'd say she's probably like my favorite character in the game now. Like, mm. when I yeah. stack her up against, like, hey, you like Sojourn more or May? Um, you know, I'm like, probably okay. Sojourn, yeah. Uh, which goes oh, for May. most heroes. Like, it's like, do you like Great Sojourn comparison. more or Rhyme? Yeah, really well, good. Everybody loves May. Everyone loves May, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but really, I'm not, like, exaggerating. I think Sojourn is an incredible hero, primarily because she is so much fun to play. And it really, it really makes me excited to see what more heroes they have. Mm. Um, Coming up, coming up as well, because I'm expecting, like, at least a few hero releases this year, you know, like, three, four, like, I'm expecting that, because it's been a while, guys. If you have Sojourn, if that's all you have ready, a bit disappointed, but I, I would I would be beyond disappointed. I would be beyond disappointed. I would be rioting. I would be people rioting if we only yeah. have one hero. If they were like, guys, we're going to have the dev time only 360 days to the next new hero. I would... Yeah. I would I would piss and shit in for it. I'd be so. So, so I'm expecting three more heroes, and based on how much fun Sojourn is to play, 
I'm so excited to see what they have in store because we're super say, high skill ceiling too. So yeah, like obviously with just any kind of movement hero, Tracer is the perfect example. High skill, extremely high skill. There's a big ceiling there you can try and reach for. With a railgun, you have to be superbly accurate to make that work. Because if you just pop ult and then you miss all your shots, that's like okay, GG. Like if you're hitting people in the body, that's cool. You know you're doing damage, but you really want to go for those one taps like uh, on the back line and stuff. There's Honestly, the most satisfying thing to do um, as Sojin is just pop ult, hit that slide, jump over the tanks or jump over some sort of terrain and just just nail supports when you're in the air. Yeah. It's so much fun. Which is my experience playing against Pineapple from the Hangzhou Spark, just yeah. on a respawn simulator, really. Yeah, would you guys say she almost plays a bit like an Apex character as well? Because I had an That's Apex awesome. guy come into my stream and he, he apparently played an ALGS. He was like, oh, do you have any like information or tips or like maybe how I could change from Apex to Overwatch to go pro or something like that. And I was like, yeah, I mean, obviously you want to play the beta, but you, you want to check out this hero called Sojin. That might be like a good transition hero for you because yeah, she really gives that kind of vibe. Yeah, the also gun the slide itself, as well, just the movement, yeah, everything. The movement, you know, I, I feel like you're entire everything. kit. Yeah, sorry. This is, uh, this sorry. is like exactly fun. the direction I want heroes to go in yeah. for Overwatch 2. I for want sure. them to feel fluid. I want them to feel dynamic. And you want to be able to feel like you're doing cool shit. You know, and that's kind of like the direction I feel like they're going with their watch too. When they removed the tank, they made everything a lot faster. Sojourn kind of, even though it is a new DPS hero and I'm mad, I wanted a, a support or a tank, honestly, but she's really cool. It's a very, very cool kit. It's something that I want to see more of in the game. So let's focus then a bit on, we've seen the impressions. She's definitely been tuned a lot. She used to be like way more turbo busted, um, but she's been tuned a lot down. Is she going to be something that we expect to be strong heading into like Overwatch League, right? When like the when eventually the beta ends, like and like where she ends up, like maybe she's around her current state. If we were to say like today, like okay, like what Sojourn fit into the meta base of our current balance, is she going to be someone we expect to be meta, or maybe perhaps not as strong as people are expecting? So okay, I'm not the Iska, okay, but I've heard the the screen box stock it changed. I've heard some rumors, you know, I'm. You know, I, I've heard some small things that primarily there's a lot of Soldier and Widowmaker being played. So I think that, and I mean, you, you, we've played the Alpha as well. Like, we play the game as well. Yeah, Widow and... is trash on the Alpha. Come on now. Sorry, what? Widow is terrible on the Alpha. Are you serious? Uh, I, I don't know about your Widow, but my Widow's really my, No, look at <laughs> my, 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 my Widow. My Widow is cracked. Really, Dude, every hero really just outguns Widow. Every DPS just runs at them, runs at her way quicker. She's wait, like the only hero that doesn't. We're, we're getting too deep into the weeds about. Okay, with the, yeah, okay, we could make sure. three okay. other YouTuber thumbnail we'll videos about this. We we got to talk about Sojourn. Sojourn specifically. Okay. <laughs> the thing is, okay, so the reason I say Soldier and Widowmaker, I think they really fulfill like two very different purposes. Obviously, look with like Widowmaker, you're sitting back, you're sniping, you're playing a slower pace of game, and like it's so powerful being able to like one shot characters, and you only have to worry about one tank instead of two. Like uh, at some point, there's so there's so much limited protection that Widowmaker automatically becomes strong because her kit is you know being able to one shot characters. Whereas Soldier almost plays like a bit of a tracer because as Joss mentioned before, like Soldier is so much fun now. Like I guess that's the biggest turnaround in well, 2022 he's, he's is Soldier. But, he, but the Soldier thing is, he was is always good. super fun, quick because right? he yeah. can sprint and it has the pass the DPS passive. Like yeah. he's yeah. like a bigger tracer, and then you have. Even bigger tracer, Diva. You know what I mean? And he has self heal, takes the pressure off support. Soldier's like OP. So yeah. Soldier is super good. 
So you have those two characters that fulfill like a hitscan purpose, but two very different purposes. Where one is like a flanker, like soldier, and one is like a sniper, like Widowmaker, that's way more slow about you know poking and actually killing people directly. Sojourn is like somewhere in between. I don't think the role is as clearly defined yet. Where it's like, I guess it you know in the in the in the alpha it was really powerful because you would build this charge by shooting shields. And so when the other team was like, hey, we're going to bunker down, you know, we're going to play around a shield like Sigma, so you'd just be like, well, I'm just gaining free charge so I can one-shot your characters. And, you know, it, it, it was out of control. But Sojourn doesn't, like, have a perfect, this is what I'm doing in your composition. And so it's, like, a really good pick at times because I feel like all there, there are all the characters that have their job defined better for them and do a better job at it. So I, I think it'll take a little time before people figure out how to effectively use Sojourn and, really slot her into a good composition i mean we i think if you anyone that was in scrims earlier you would have seen a lot of sojourn what's crazy to me is i felt like she was going to replace soldier 76 entirely because i'm like i looked at the kits like well what does soldier do that sojourn doesn't just do better like they have a very similar kit very similar left click the right clicks this big burst they have a shift for mobility really they do a lot of similar things i value that disruptor shot e very highly over the self heal as well um, but then fast forward to today and everyone's talking about Soldier 76 instead for all the reasons you guys listed, the fast movement speed, DPS passive plus sprint is broken, huge flanks you can take and all that kind of stuff. It's a bit, it's putting Sojourn in a really weird place right now. That with her nerves kind of pushed her out of pro meta a little bit. I think she could still be in there, but, um, it's hard to say anymore. I, I, cause I want to see pro level Sojourn play. I, you know, you want to see the Overwatch League pros on that new hero to, to show the potential um and i don't i'm not too sure anymore where she's gonna fit in yeah you can yeah. also play diva too because you can eat the rail and you can eat the disruptor shot so yeah. if she pops overclocked you just kind of run at her or you just look at her and then you eat all of her overclock shots so it's really hard for her to get anything done and she has yeah she has the movement but it's not like constant like uh, like soldier has yeah. it's crazy yeah. that we're talking about soldier like this by the way but i mean it's, yeah. it's such an interesting <laughs> thing that legs is really back, funny right? yeah, like that straight he's, up blow up. he's just yeah. fast he's just it's has cool. legs and it's good but the thing is yeah. you would think sojourn she has better legs but her legs still aren't as good she has the literal xyz dimension legs and she can't she just can't run she can only slide and that's what's i find so interesting about sojourn's kit too is that she has so much maneuverability but it still falls behind the pure speed of like soldier yes. in tracer and that's like a big part of it and also as avril i think avril you pointed out teams definitely value it feels and also when you pull if you get your hands on the game it definitely feels like having the ability to sustain yourself in fights and reposition is extremely strong because there are gonna be times where you cannot get healed you will not be able to get mm -hmm. like any help from your supports mostly because you're gonna be dead and like but also because of the fact that you can't get healed often if you're going for long flanks and soldier can reposition so fast that i think that's what has also pushed Sojourn a little bit out of the meta. Is that Soldier kind of he can't be punished? Better. Yeah, because you, how do you chase the Soldier? He's so fast now when he's you have to be a Soldier to chase. Yeah. Soldier. Just, like, he's on a, he's insane. on a flank. He's on a flank. You've only got one tank anyway to mitigate damage. You've got a hit scan yeah. on his left click, and then and when you want to punish him as well. So what do you mean? A, he a healing in general, like from the supports, it does. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. So you're just yeah. like so you're constantly under pressure so as a support. It, it used to be, oh, there's a soldier on a flank. Okay, well, we'll send our diva off tank to fly at him while our range just Ryan just holds the shield. Right now, it's like your diva's got to make a choice. Like, do I fly at the soldier and fail to chase him because he's too fast, or do I stay with my team and we just get shot? And so it's like a really difficult yeah. thing to do. Either I think we should nerf soldier to the ground. Yeah, get him out of definitely. the metal. It's we should, we the metal should, for too long. Get we him should out. put cement on his shoes, and he can he can't run very fast. Put him in put him in a wheelchair or crutches. I don't know. <laughs>
Well, so so final verdicts in of Sojourn. Now that we had the soldier talk, now that now we had our, our Sojourn soldier <laughs> segment, looking good, but doesn't really have a fit. You know, like that's her yeah. biggest weakness. She just doesn't fit anything or do anything better than another character. Would she? Would she, would she know, have like played her. if Soldier if Soldier wasn't in the game? If, if Soldier seventy six deleted, would Sojourn be there? I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm like, I think I think she would be the other so hit scanner, tracer. Sure. Well, there's tracer, but like you could play like Soldier. You could play like Soldier tracer stuff. Like she probably would be the other hit scan like one of the other mobile hit scan choices if soldier was not available i'm just so. wondering if it's if soldier 76 is the reason she's not meta because it's like well we can just play soldier instead why play sojourn when we can play soldier is, is maybe one of the things i'm just wondering if you didn't have yeah. soldier she would be meta i think she would be far more meta if yeah if soldier was on the game because people want to have maneuver generally from what i've seen it's like you want maneuverability mm. um there are very few like there are obviously instances but there are instances where you want to be very bunker style um where you're playing like around orion and like having a may and such but a lot of times like based off everything i've played and seen it's maneuverability is still very very strong and like sojourn would still fit into that mold right and she does have strong pop-off moments it's just she can get she just doesn't sustain enough to do anything so sojourn looking pretty decent let's then talk about the the new one of the big redesigns that we saw we have two big redesigns but we'll talk about the first one uh orissa has a spear orissa has a spear and she will yeah. throw it and she it's will pin you. Sweet. And it's fucking cool. Her kit, I, I said this when I saw the reveal, and we can talk about her kit more as you see here. So her kit, I think, is the best, one of the best reworks I've ever seen for a hero. I don't necessarily think she's going to be like, we can talk more about her meta thing, but I love the direction they tried to push Orisa with this. And I've loved what they've done with her. So she's added an energy javelin where she can launch it at people, stun them. And, it, and also if you pin them to a wall, it's like does more damage. Uh, she still has a fortify, but um, she also like is a little bit slower. It just pretty much makes sure that she can be more. She can be more. That's accurate. a mitigation ability, pretty much. Yeah, a lot of mitigation, like a lot of damage mitigation. She has a spin instead of a. Sh so they removed her shield essentially, and they've given her a spin where it destroys the projectiles and it can push people forward. And she runs faster essentially while she's doing it. And then her ult is now like, it's like a something that pulls people into you and does damage and it slows. It's like a them daughter ability. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of makes you stronger, like it resistant as you do it. It's a very it's cool kind of like a Earthshaker Enigma kind of thing going on. Oh, so yeah. how are we feeling about Arisa? How are we feeling? Yeah, here? it's gone from the worst, like not worst, I guess, but the most boring hero in all of Overwatch, Arisa, to one of the funnest heroes to play. Because not only do you have a skill shot in the javelin, you can like run at people and you see on the BP video where you can just like environmental people off the map or you can push them against the wall and your teammates can kind of finish them off. And like, and the ult is also really satisfying to use. It's a little bit, you know, you can get out of it, but it's also, if you don't, you get dominated. Like, look at, like, look at this. It's just unbelievably fun the left click does look like you're throwing cabbages at people which is very funny but just in general the the hero has gone from yeah probably the most boring to one of the funnest tanks in the game and like when people get their hands on her i don't think people will believe it's orissa you could quite literally remove orissa from the law and from everything replace it with a hero that looks exactly like her and it's a brand new hero like it's yeah. that much of a rework it's i mean i mean she went from the most defensive kind of hero with like a massive shield and fortify and like super slow and now it's like aggressive sigma like yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding that that's kind of who she is she doesn't have a shield like sigma but like you have the spin that like destroys the projectiles and you can like you know, you get movement speed by using your spin as well. Like you see, you know, you push people around. And you have the spear, which is like a pretty offensive ability. You can pin someone down like that. 
obviously th th this thing is as well as like an AOE damage ability, kind of like Sigma, but you know, a little bit different. But it's 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 a completely different hero. My 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 girlfriend's going to be mortified. She she's she's an, an Orisa player. She loves Orisa, and I uh, you know she was like, "What's going on here with Orisa?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, she's like a aggressive Sigma now." She was, she was <laughs> just, ruined yeah, ruined Orisa, and I was like, "Well, you know, <laughs> sacrifice had to be made. You know, this had to be done." Orisa's way different and way more fun now she also wouldn't work so, in overwatch 2 anyway like imagine imagine her just sitting on a corner you know what i mean like on an evil toaster strat and just like, so that's the crazy thing shield. It that's the crazy thing there's no like bunker hero anymore Good. Just, sigma. Like the, just sigma no well, i mean yeah, sigma and also sigma. i mean i've seen there's a ryan be used as like a semi bunker at times where you yeah play but that's like 2016 bunker it's not the yeah. same like you can't play like obviously not double shield, but like you can't bunker like super slow anymore. I feel like anyway, mm. which is like a bit of bonus. I don't know if you guys disagree. Maybe you can't play I bunker, but I um, if yeah, everyone's uh, if everyone's done speaking about the positives of Orisa, I'm gonna the dark side here. <laughs> yes, about we feed off negativity. It's the online. We need that for views. Go. First of all, you mentioned Evil Toaster, and I I played against him. His Orisa was actually nutty. So if you want to see some gameplay of Orisa, uh, if you if you're just thirsting for more Orisa content. You've we've seen the BP video. Go check out the Evil Toaster one as well because I die a lot in his one. Um, yeah, so I I generally think the Orisa rework is good. That's where I'm going to start from. But I also think she lacks a lot of identity now because as far as her ult get being boring, as Jaws said, I think the identity was really strong. She's a defensive tank. You put down a shield, you hold back. She defends great. Um, slow to push. But she, she serves a purpose extremely well, which is probably why double shield and bunker was so effective in various metas. But now, her kit to me is all over the place. Is it fun? Yes. But like, what what is she actually supposed to do? Because part of her kit makes you want to go aggressive. And part of her kit is still like really ranged, pokey. Like, you know, you have a spear. You could do that melee, but you could do that from range as well. Her left click is still the same mostly. So, you know, you want to be kind of like a ranged hero. But then she also wants to go in because she has that the, the spear thing in the front. And then her ultimate as well. She helicopters in two ways, you know, in both X and Y directions. Um, to me, I just, I don't know where the identity is because is she meant to be like an aggressive Ryan type here, but then I don't think she's got the, like the shield on Ryan helps a lot. The rest of Ryan's kit helps a lot. She doesn't quite have the poke that Sigma has anymore because the shield is really strong on Sigma. Um, and the ultimate on Sigma is much better. Like if you compare Flux to the Terra Lance, would you just say that Flux is a better ultimate? Because I think it is. It's it's yeah. range, and I just, I so. it's just far easier to use. You know, the ultimate on Orisa wants you to be melee range, but then other parts of her kit don't want you to necessarily be melee range, like her left click. So I just find her kit very confusing in terms of where the identity is, because she's not a dive tank, but she wants to be close. She's not quite a brawl tank. She wants to be yeah. close, but she's also not long range enough to really do that either. Like you know, it's just it's just a weird kit. I really kind of disagree with that actually. Like I'd say she is straight up like a, a not a, not a Reinhardt, but she's a brawl hero. She definitely. is a brawler. She wants to be up in of, your yeah. face. The left click, yeah, like you said, probably the only thing that doesn't really like. Oh no, it's not like a hammer. It's not like a melee weapon or anything like that. But ideally, you just want to be close. You want to be able to run at people with the spear, deflecting, get close enough, hit fortify, so you have more HP spear people stun and then other people follow up and then terra lance also is an ability that you can use in melee range she's like um she's a brawly hero that's like not melee like ryan is i'd say she has like a place in that in that space i suppose between i guess between like ryan and then her and then doomfist but i also don't think she needs then why that would you play her to be honest with you why would you play her instead of any of those heroes you listed well that's the thing i don't think you need that like 
actual identity. Oh, you need an anchor tank. You know what I mean? Like that was what her identity was in Overwatch 1. But, because I think the hero is so fun and like so engaging to the point where, yeah, okay, sure. She's not going to be seen in maybe Overwatch League because why not right. play Rhyme? Why not play Doomfist or anything like that? But I don't think it matters. I, I think as long as it's engaging for the regular fan of Overwatch, maybe not of the Overwatch League, maybe they are as well. I don't think that's a problem at all because I, she is a fun character that can act as a tank and does act as a tank. I, I think that's uh, completely fine. I, I, I see your point. I, I, where I would maybe be a little bit concerned is that like at some level, I don't know, in, at least in Overwatch 1, metas can kind of trickle down and you can definitely feel the differences. And this is the kind of, this is the kind of territory where like maybe five months down the line, maybe even sooner than that, you pick Arissa and your teammate flames you for not picking Ryan instead because Ryan is just better, right? Like that's a possible scenario. So even at okay. the casual level, when I look at it that way, I'm not saying that's 100% going to happen, but I know in Overwatch 1, you know, there's a lot of situations where you're going to get flamed for picking a hero that's not meta or whatever. Yeah, um, I, as much as I think she's a fun character, sorry for interrupting you, Ariel. Did you want to finish your point? Uh, the only thing I was going to finish with was like, when I look at her kid, I almost feel like she should have just been a new hero. Like all the spare stuff, cool. You guys know that Magnus thing from Colosseum that everyone thought was a new hero? That should have just, I don't know, maybe make Magnus, give Orissa's kit to Magnus or somebody and just have like a new gladiator hero. That would have been really solid it just feels like Rissa's identity is kind of wonky now or at least i think if you're gonna rework her get rid of her left click as well and make it more brawly make it to at least fit that to at least fit that brawl kind of archetype like that's what i'm looking for because because she just doesn't feel like she does her job as well as other heroes which is strange to me so i mean either go all in on what her role is or just like you know don't give me this kind of half half hero design is what i'm saying yeah no i i, I agree I, I i agree a little bit i as much as she looks so much fun in bp's video it's i i didn't when i played her as a tank i was just like what am i trying to do as a tank like she's fun to play but like what am i trying to do for my team here except hit spears and like run at people so i i you know maybe it's her primary fire like maybe one change away from like really coming yeah. into like an identity kind of like that she is fun and i i think it's a fun rework which is way better than the bunker version of her but I could see how, like, down the line, maybe, like, the Overwatch fans are like, you know, I'd like to see one more change with Arisa to truly make her, like, flourish. Because at some points, it's like, what am I doing with this hero? Um, even though she's pretty fun to play. Mm. I mean, I, I think she... I also don't think she currently suffers from, like, uh, lack of direction. I think it's very clear her direction is to be a brawl hero. It's more so... And the only really, like you said... You know, incongruous part to that is a left click, but I don't mind a left click because having a fully melee character without a shield like Ryan to mitigate damage is um, tough. It's very tough to, I think, to, it would be very tough to make that work, you know, because like with her shield remove, she needs to have something that allows her to at least do something mid range. While Ryan, because Ryan is like, sure, he might not be as strong mid range, but he has a shield and you can play him at very particular angles because I, I really don't think a Rissus kit would have worked in Overwatch 2. I think her current design would have been like very disastrous. Goodbye, cat. And <laughs> uh, it it just would not have made like if, if any time you would have played Arissa, most of the time when I'm look seeing how teams are playing on these sort of points where much more bunker style or brawl style comps are being played, Ryan would just outperform her. You know, while this gives her an option to be to be a disruptor, she can disrupt comps. She can set up engages, which not a lot of tanks in Overwatch Two. I feel. Um, especially because of the current weakness, which we'll talk about, of some of the main tanks, allow teams to currently set up engages, like very, very strong, like ways to actually disrupt the enemy team. Uh, so I, I feel like her direction is pretty nice, but I do think that there's probably going to have to be some adjustments to see like where she gets 
further? Like, how does she actually become stronger? Because based off our current assessments, then, do we feel Rissa is going to be a strong pick? Someone that you want to play over a Reinhardt? Someone no. you want to play over a Sigma? No. I've not seen it, and I, I've not heard from any pros that would say the contrary to that. I'll, I'll, can I just add one more point about Arisa? Sure. Just like, is it wrong to want to have her original archetype exist in the game? I'm not saying she has to be it, but yes. like, I don't, I don't, because here's the thing is like, I, I like that something, this, is, this sounds like travesty, some, a, a bunker style exists because it does give, I don't know, extra variance in the meta. I'm not saying like bunker should be the meta and it should be like the thing that most people play. But I'm also not against it existing. And so kind of killing all the Rissa for me means you've kind of killed the bunker style a little bit. When to me, I feel like that's a that should be a viable strategy in the game of Overwatch. I think it can still be crazy? viable in the way that Ryan and Sigma still exist with a permanent shield or, you know, semi-permanent, of course. You can have like you're talking like oh crazy bunker, like Bastion, for example. I don't think um I don't think you're wrong in not I don't think you're wrong in going to miss like bunker being a thing, but I think just for the the feel of the game, the feel of Overwatch 2 and how it plays and how quick it is, I just don't see any point in time where Arisa from Overwatch 1 would fit in Overwatch 2 because she would just sit in a fucking corner and do absolutely nothing. Whereas every other tank is very engaging in the way it plays. Yeah, arguably, you could argue maybe Sigma's not that engaging, but still he can post up on like an off angle and like accretion and like his spheres and uh, flux is really fun to use. I just don't think Arisa in the style of the game that they want in the style of the game that they're wanting to push with Overwatch 2, it's just not really a thing. They really want this kind of Jack. or in my opinion, the arena-y FPS kind of style gameplay where everything's got like movement and everything's like super quick and like yeah. Because my context to that is is the fact that it, to me it's not just about Arisa, it's the, about the overall scape of other heroes. Well, for example, I'll sure. bring one up, Ash, right? Her gameplay is far better when she gets to sit somewhere, post up like a turret and just shoot, and behind Arisa's shield, that's great. Like, she she loves that kind of gameplay. Um, I'd say in some cases, Torb wants to play in that kind of archetype as well. So you know, when you have a, a really fast meta where things are just flying around, heroes like Ash find it hard to be in the meta, right? Uh, it's It's... Just stuff like that. So, yeah, for me, it's not even just about Arisa. I just think, like, the bunker archetype doesn't have to be most popular. I just feel like it should be at least somewhat more viable than it is. Right. And I, I know sorry, that sounds crazy. I'm sorry crazy. to drop on you, Avril, but bunker compositions is the assault maps of compositions, okay? <laughs> it had its time. It was fun for a bit. In Overwatch I don't love it. it I don't like, love but... it. I'm just saying, like, it'd be cool if it... The future was... is now, old man. <laughs> the future is the now. The future is now, and we said we want to oh, zoom, God. and we, we all want to be on ketamine, and we want to go fast. I'm really on a ketamine joke streak, by the way. This is continuing from the co-stream that was happening. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> well, like, you know. Let's, the point being, I understand... I think I understand the point that you're making, because you don't want to see stuff be extinct. But Arisa should just go into... All Arisa's concepts should just go into a museum. And we can look at it Marvel, like, look how it used to be. Remember yeah. when we, when we do this? It could be better. It could be better. Down the line. And, huh? and now we are better. So, okay, Orissa, maybe not filling, though, not filling all the roles that we may necessarily want to be, not necessarily looking super strong, uh, may not see like a ton of views currently, have to see what's going to happen with her and reworks. Another tank that's going to be resigned, and the second rework, Doompist, a.k.a. Doomfist. Doomfist has now become a tank, and he's actually... Kind of poggers. I mean, he's, like it's really he's, fun. He's pretty interesting. Let's can we just look at this kit here um, and go through it because it's essentially just Doomfist, but he he's made he's just more tanky. He has he's options. easier too. 
I can play him, mm. which is really fun because if, easy, yeah, yeah. if you were a tank player and you're like, oh my god, I have to learn Doomfist, I'm, you know, boy, do I have news for you. It, this is beginner <laughs> friendly. Like they just reduced the, the 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 initial entry level to this uh, to like you know fifteen hundred SR. You have one movement ability, <laughs> and it's really easy to use, and you can do whatever you want. And the rest is just punch around and Johnny, you know be Doomfist. Two movement abilities. Can you, three can movement you, abilities, technically. Can you insert the monkey brain from Winston directly into the Doomfist and just like oh it works? It's plug and play. Yeah, I mean the leap is kind of similar. I guess the seismic <laughs> spam of the jump. I, yeah, I guess that's kind of similar. I didn't Put my think monkey about it brain like in Doomfist, and then but, that's what I felt. I'm like I'm just gonna insert my monkey brain to doom and see how it works and it's kind of good it was all right it worked for me there is a lot less like yeah like you're saying barriers to enter a doom fist where in overwatch one it was like yeah you gotta remember the animation cancels with the left click and the uppercut and that kind of stuff and there were these little bits of tech that you kind of need to know and you needed Jake to know because belief. you were so um you were so squishy that you just if you get caught out without cooldowns you just kind of die i think this doom fist is an incredible another incredible redesign honestly i mm. think a lot of people will uh, I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Maybe not a lot of people, but I can imagine the casual populace being quite frustrated with a hero like Doomfist that can routinely one shot you uh, seemingly out of nowhere. You know, I didn't really, I wasn't really frustrated by the hero personally. Like I enjoyed playing him in Overwatch 1, but I think in general, this redesign is definitely taking a lot of frustrations away from Doom's kit that people maybe didn't think belonged in the game in a in like a shooter environment that is that a hot take but, but i mean that's he doesn't, why he makes he doesn't one punch nearly as much now right because they've reduced no, the no. damage of it and it gets but it does get empowered by the block so that's something what it jack is trying does. to say there that people don't know it's like he when people saying he's one shotting less they've nerfed all the damage on it to where he's be much more a disruptor yeah. slash damage dealer if he like, has a power-up punch and he hits you into a wall and then you get shot in the head, you are dead. <laughs> you know, like that. that is a lot of damage, but it requires you to get power up punch, land that hit into the into the wall. And you can do cool things like that too. The animation counts on the, the seismic slam straight up in the air. I've seen a few clips of really good Doom players doing that already. And the, the Doomfist tech for all you Doomfist enthusiasts out there is quite alive still. You can still diag punch off of things and stuff like that. It's a bit easier to get height nowadays, of course, with the seismic slam just working like winston leap but it's still very possible to do stuff i know quake don has got like a ton of videos already with yeah. Doomfist rollouts and whatnot he's probably he was probably the best not overwatch league Doomfist i encountered and slash played with in the uh yeah, he's, he's super he's, good if you want to if you want to see out again outside of bp's video if you want to see more doom probably look at quake don um I, I look at this here and I think I think Quake Don said this as well, but the most true thing I heard about Doomfist was like after playing it and seeing it, I can't believe he was ever a DPS. Like why wasn't he just a tank from the start? Because everything he does is so tank to me. It feel, just feels like it should be on a tank. Because like Connor said, you know, the one shots, most people don't like that. I think the DPS Doom play was super binary in that like you either went in and one punched somebody or you just died as well. For the most people, if you're not sparkle. And you're just an average player. Your prop, your experience is probably one of those two things. You either kill somebody or you just die. So the HP increase, the power block to give you some defense is partially why I think Doomfist feels easy to play uh, in terms of what Johnny was saying, because he's a lot less punishing, a lot more forgiving if you make a mistake. It's like, oh, I messed up. Let me just pull up my glove, wait for my cooldown, jump away or punch away, and I'm fine. Got 450 HP or whatever it is. You still have your passive, which gives you shields on damage as well. So um everything he was good at he's still good at and i think the the one shot that he currently has in terms of powering up his glove is very fair to play against because 
you know, I don't feel if I die to that, I don't feel bad about it because you know that you had to do something to enable the Doom player to do that to you. Uh, so there's there is counterplay available, whereas old Doom is just like you just instantly die. It's like, oh, okay, well, don't know what I was supposed to do there, you know. And I think another part of playing against Doomfist, not having the uppercut, like really makes it so much not it's never fun to play against Doomfist, but like it's one less CC ability to have to worry about if you're like a support or even like a tank and you're playing against Doomfist and he's like, oh, he's uppercutting you and he's punching you and he's seismic slamming you and he's ulting away. Like there's so much going on. Uh, just removing that one uppercut ability sort of makes it a bit easier to handle a Doomfist in that regard. So he deals less damage. They really pacified Doomfist. Like he he was just a crying baby and they just going absolute crazy. <laughs> and they just gave him, you know. Wow, that is uh, the most literal definition of pacifying that I've ever used someone use an example. It's literally the pacifier, but okay. <laughs> but it's like, hey, you, know, you just run around, you know, punch a bit over there. You can't really do any like, you know. You can actually do quite significant damage, like Joel said, but it's not like anywhere like it was before. Um, you know, it's about setting up the rest of the team, being a disruptor, primarily being a disruptor for the team. And um, it's really interesting how, like, you know, he, you know, he fulfills the dive role, and it's, it's like, you know, being a wrecking ball or a Winston kind of like that, but it's its own kind of thing. But it's really, it's really interesting because he's obviously so unique in the way he operates, how he punches, like the combo ability, stuff like that. That I think is going to be very interesting to see how pro players take on this hero because you're going to have some players, some tank players. They're just naturally going to be like a better Winston or a better Wrecking Ball. That kind of skills, that kind of mechanical ability will cater better to them. And then you'll have others that just like cater to Doomfist in that regard. So I'm not exactly sure how like a League of Legends kind of meta works, where it's like you have one player who's just crazy at one hero that it kind of like overpowers the meta that they're so good on that one hero that they can kind of you know hold their the own. If that happens, yeah. that hero gets banned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you just okay. ban him in draft. Yeah. Fair enough. That that shows uh, how little I know about the legends. But I feel like <laughs> you know, with this and Sojourn as well, like with this hero redesign, we're moving towards this territory where they're all so unique, but kind of fulfill a similar purpose. To where you, it really empowers like individual ability on some heroes, which is a very interesting direction for overwatch to go rather than just like making compositions and you're like puzzle fit this you know this puzzle piece fits here and like you have to play this hero now yeah he's a uh, very cool i was actually extremely skeptical when they told me he was going to be a tank at first because like how are they going to make this work and after seeing it in action it makes a lot of sense it's definitely a moment where i'm like oh that actually makes a lot of sense and i've seen it actually get played and the way it feels and the way that's meant to be played in the game and this sort of disruptor style gameplay is and this mobile something that's like a tank that you can feel like you're doing a lot and you can be part of the action but you're not being punished for being part of the action uh is good i think that's good because that's something that's really cool to me about orissa as well in her kit but it's more active in doomfist and he's like looking a little bit stronger i think is that you are actively rewarded for getting value in a fight and moving around and you know actually making sure you can get out with your life uh, which is something that I think other main tanks are going to struggle with, and other tanks are going to struggle with, I think, um, in Overwatch 2. But then general overall feeling of Doomfist, I think he's pretty strong. I think he's, like, mm. pretty good. Uh, I think he's definitely going to be an extremely fun and interesting tank to watch be played at, like, the highest levels. And just to play. He's definitely overshadowing 
people like Winston right now who have, yeah, the bubble's good at making space, but the cooldowns and how low they are for Doomfist, like, it's, uh, why would you play Monkey? Also, Monkey's right click is not that strong no. and he uses ammo, so it feels really wonky right now. Um, yeah, Doomfist definitely overpowers them, and he has that escapability. I mean, if you're someone like Fearless, maybe, and you can juggle people on Winston, you can get, like, a, a quick little 5k with a juggle, yeah, maybe Monkey's quite strong there, but just in general, I think Doom is overshadowing. I think the, I think the Monkey Bubble to isolate abilities and uh, you know damage. I think that's still kind of powerful, and I think you know Primal Rage is like a good disruptor. I I get where you're coming from, but this is sort of like I was hinting at. Like if you're a Winston player and you can't play Doomfist at like a super high level, if you're just going to get shit on because you're not as good as playing Doomfist, you know, even in the Overwatch League level, the option of Winston is still there. And I, yeah, I still think sure. we're going to see Winston play from some players and teams. Now, you know, maybe not because strategically they think Winston is better, but because it caters to that team better. So I'm really looking forward to that. Well, uh, yeah. I would say that, that that would be a situation where that, I mean, forcing Winston in a dive meta at the, at the exact moment in time now as we starting to debate I don't know Winston to me needs a lot of help to get there I think right now if you're trying to play Winston to Doom you're probably just playing the wrong hero um that's maybe quite uh harsh for me to say but no I think that's I mean, a very Ball, fair point Ball's the same story yeah. I mean I've, I've I've I talked to Gaga and he told me Ball's shit you know and um I talked to Kushi he's told me Winston was shit um, and these are these, these Gaga is one of the best ball players. Kusha has historically been one of the best Winston players. These, these guys are just telling me these heroes that they main at they're the, the best in the world at are just not good, and they're playing Doom instead. So that's the current state of dive tanks in in Overwatch. I mean, more patches might need to come on through to adjust that. I know Doom's had some changes over the course of the alpha, and maybe more changes still yet to come. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of the other because the other, here's the thing about a tanks, right? You only have one position available, so that one position, that one tank you play, has to do the most and cover the most uh, and there's no room to be playing like off picks anymore like it's, it's hard to fit in things that are not like oh here's the tank if you're not playing the tank you're just playing something strictly worse right because there's only one of them uh is, is the current sentiment i'm seeing and getting yeah i think that's extremely fair so doof is pretty strong uh, uh very like i was skeptical was actually fits in really well he's got a really strong kit currently at the tank level is something you're probably going to see a lot of comparatively to like orissa um, and even comparatively to the new hero, when you talk about like other stuff that's new to Overwatch too, like Sojourn might not be seen as much as like some of the things. But I, I actually gave there's a list that someone made on competitive Overwatch that we can cut to Kirk, and it's like the collated tier list. It's like the cumulative tier list, and they've averaged out every person that's made a tier list of the current heroes oh, okay. and their current state, and it's like then they've ranked them based off their meta, like their current meta, and like how strong they think they are, and they've taken it from everyone. It's like from you, Jaws, Custa. From I didn't include from mine. It's fake. No, it's oh, fake. Did it not include yours? Okay, well, I didn't include Avril, so I'm sorry. Me. But, like, me. we should take no. a look at that because I think it's really interesting when we have this discussion of, like, when we get the overall sentiment of all these public lists of so what the meta is. is. It's meta at the same time. Yeah. Connor, yeah. what is going on here? Connor, I mean, I, no, I, not, I, not false. Not first crap. of all, first of all, first of all, Lucio is the best hero based off the current list. And guess how many teams don't have a fucking main force? <laughs> yeah, by the way, Violet rolling on the Lucio, holy Pepe pains. Like I'm I'm I don't know. Like I'm looking at the list. That's gonna be a good one. Can't we wait. take we take like, a look at this and we see this list here. Are there any surprises 
to me, like immediately, like I said, Lucio, best hero in the game. I definitely saw that early, and I'm like, uh, I was like, holy shit, like Lucio's gonna be really good. Any other surprises or like weird I'll, outliers? I'll just elephant in the room. No one knows why Genji is that far up, but he is. <laughs> I mean, well, I have some. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, way up there. He's having no change, boom, right at the top. I had him in my S tier. If if my my specific tailors had Genji with Soldier and Lucio in that S tier, those three heroes. No, I I think actually I would have put like Genji as like good, but like you can't diminish uh, or dismiss how good um, Nanoblade is. Like Nanoblade is really powerful um, as it stands. So. I think that's part of the reason. Obviously, he is a bit of an you know old kind of revolving hero, and so having that dragon blade with the with the nano is really good. Um, supports they build support ultimates slower, so there's going to be less uh, ultimates to um, prevent his dragon blade from being effective as well. So it, it's it's weird, but he's up there. Well, someone yeah. has a NASCAR driving. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. The outside of my uh, apartment's quite busy. I'll try and mute when that comes on. But there's uh, one small... Uh, I put May higher just because Fortnite ability. I think just in general, May is very good on things like university and places where you can get almost instantly deleted. It doesn't really matter too much when you're playing a lot of Dive, Lucio, and obviously going by this list, Soldier, Trace, Genji, like, war doesn't matter all too much. I would definitely say May, obviously, this is a correlated tier list, so yes, it's everybody's tier list, but um, personally, I put May a little bit higher just because yeah. of that fact, but yeah, honestly, looking at this list, uh, it's looking pretty good to me. This is how... It's an yeah. honest list. It's a pretty it honest list. Honest. I mean, look at it. One, one yeah. thing, Reaper is too high. Reaper is too high. He got, he got busted nerfed like he got hella he did, nerfed yeah yeah he did get he, he did get nerfed so like i think okay. this is sure. kind of some old news stuff but it, to me when i look at this interestingly enough outlier lucio and so many teams banked on double flex support meta yeah it's pretty and pretty like lucio is like but it kind of made sense and when you look at a lot of this especially like the genji stuff right it's like why should genji be good i think of this from like well there's less peel now so there's less stuff to fuck up genji like with the, with one less tank in addition to that, because you have so many different disruption options and you're so many different ways to approach instead of a fight, heroes like BAP, which as you see are in the average tier collated generally, and like Zenyatta, which has Trance, are just not as strong in terms of countering Genji. And Genji can just get a lot more value, especially yeah. with like Nanoblade combos. Like, so that's Zen just me. Blows. Yeah, it, it's tough. <laughs> it it's, it's very tough, I think, for supports is when you look at this list, yeah. do you see like Moira and Lucio, very mobile support heroes, which I think to me is my one biggest concern um, as we look at like these lists and our feelings, is like, how are we going to make support feel good? Um, I think right now it's like okay-ish. Uh, and I'm glad Lucio's back. I'm fine with Lucio being meta forever, honestly, because I think Lucio is just a fun hero. But uh, it's just something to think about, I think, when we look at that. And I was also surprised Ryan was so good and Diva when I was like looking at what my predictions were before yeah. coming into the album. Lucio good equal Ryan good. Like yeah. that's the yeah. Well he's still only good. That's why he's I think he's at the bottom of the good category because I feel like he's a very niche alongside yeah. Reaper still. Like there are moments where you're only in a niche I can tell you I can tell you why Ryan's good. The uh the armor change coming through is humongous for Ryan. The thirty percent damage reduction to all sources when you have armor. I, amazing for Ryan. So good for Ryan. Yeah. Um, they also nerfed both Diva and Zarya at various points in the alpha, which pushed Ryan up the, the field a little bit. True. Um, and a lot of teams... And Doom. Were, pushed up Doom. Yeah, and, and a lot of teams were very wanting to push, like, a brawl kind of composition up, and they were playing Zarya in the brawl, so he Zarya completely destroyed any chance of Ryan. 
And um, I won't say who, but there were definitely some Ryan players upset about that, upset by that locally uh, in private. Uh, but then but then Ryan became meta once. Sorry, got a little bit nerfed and the whole armor thing came through. And uh, now Ryan is really good, obviously because of Lucio as well. So, yeah. I, I, I will say, I think this is primarily like a ranked kind of tier list, you know, as it relates to... Sure, and this is just player. an average, right? This is yeah, an average, just an average graph. Absolutely, yeah. just an average graph. But as it relates to like... Of Warsley. League. I'll say it again. And, you know, Joss is a doubter, but maybe that was uh, about rank pay. I think we're going to see some Widowmaker being played because there are some insane Widowmaker players and only having one yeah. tank, one shield. You know, in ranked, if you insta lock like Widowmaker, like get, get out of my games. I might. You want to talk about the Widowmaker game. change but real quick? In, in, in pro play, I think they're. Oh, the 200 HP Widow now. Yeah. Champion. She got her HP back. Yes. Yeah. She's returned her fine. HP, which is fine. I don't, I don't even. Yeah. I think that's going to make her better, but. I don't know if it's going to solve it. I don't want to spend like a lot more time on this topic though, because we have a lot more to get through. I we just have a to, lot like, to get through. Take a yeah. look at the just every, the general every time we bring up Watermaker, Vark wants to move on. That's what. Well, it is. it's not. It's just because of the <laughs> fact that we have so much shit to talk about. You know, <laughs> and like joking, bro, as, you know, <laughs> it's just and just also I don't. I, you know, I just hate Widow. I hate Widow too. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on then. So on top of all this stuff about listed, like oh, like what's happening? Like oh, are we ready to do beta? We got beta information. And trust me, beta information, that's not just like my the name of my biography, okay? It's not just beta information. It's also <laughs> you had that one here. cooking profile. I had that one cooking. <laughs> I had that one cooking. It's also about Overwatch 2 beta and how you can get access. So the way they're gonna be doing this is that it's going live on the 26th, which is based off of this date. I mean, I'm gonna date it's like tomorrow. Um, it starts to go live and people can play and it's closed. If beta. you're watching us today. <laughs> or if you're watching us today, it would be tomorrow. Yeah. If we if release it this night before 12, then yeah, sure. But there's gonna be actually a drop system too <gasps> a drop system which we all Way. wanted so badly but it only lasts for one day so i'm confused about that uh they've been doing some weird things where they're like oh this is a really good idea we're only gonna do it for one day and i'm like i don't know why it was like you can have just a treat of good ideas just a little bit but not too much yeah. so i sure. don't get it i yeah i don't I, get why it's only one day am i the only one who's like I think we all kind of expected maybe some kind of like Valorant beta kind of thing. And like, this is like. I actually know the reason. I don't know if I'm kind of glad. That it's not like if you know the one. reason, you should say it. And, you know, who cares about contracts or NDAs? Also, don't yeah. say it though, because who it might, it might screw you. So maybe yeah. not. Say okay. It. okay, okay. But uh, I, I do think that, like, I'll tell oh, you maybe there's a reason. Maybe I'm uninformed. Yeah, maybe there's a reason behind it, and I can just complain about it. Yeah, there might be, there might be a real reason, but it's still unfortunate. I'll DM you later. I'll DM you later. Yeah, tell us all the juice, and we won't tell you guys. You're not going to learn. So don't learn. At least there's apparently there's a reason, which I'm happy about, because I was a bit confused like even even how much you hated the valorant drop system if you despise that which i by the way did it worked like it was effective marketing and their category popped sure. off for like two three weeks whatever it was and this is going to be a big event for overwatch like, for approximately one day for approximately uh, a few hours day of overwatch yeah. ever yeah and, but the one good thing that is the one thing to add on to that though is that the, they release information to get keys to get the drops to, but is that you have to watch four hours of someone that has dropped in their stream and there's a bunch of them i i'm i don't think this is the updated one because i'm in this list too i'm in this list too okay i'm in that as well me but, uh, Connor you, and I. i'm, I'm yeah, the only one there, oh we are there oh we're next to it there we go oh, yeah, we're right next to each other. oh yeah perfect i'm uh, not in it no you're not in it you're not important so the point being here is that this if you can watch any of these streams that have drops and and you Ooh. can get if you have four hours of watch time total, you can get drops guaranteed beta access, which is nice because it says like you spend the time you will get guaranteed beta access. 
which I do think is a nice um, thing for people that complain about only watch in the past. Uh, and like the, even the drop system with Valorant is that there was no like real formula it felt like at times. So like now you have a guaranteed, you can hit four hours, you're going to get beta access. Um, so overall thoughts on like the rollout because I think the beta, uh, how long is the beta going to last? Like, is it like two, three weeks? Until May something. They, they yeah. said until May something. Yeah, and then it's going to go offline. May seventeenth. I can't remember how long. Did they did they say how long it's going offline for? I can't even remember that. Probably it's one day. One. No. <laughs> one day. One no, day. I'm, I'm kidding. No, no, no. A that's... single day. No, um, I'm joking. Another year. Then another year. Oh, there it is. Uh, it's, we had until, until and then we don't actually know when it's going to go live. It seems like we don't know what's going to happen for like the next portion, but we know how long it's going to last. Hopefully, so it'll open that. out back. You know, who yeah. knows? But, but yeah, maybe maybe it's hopefully just they're just gonna pull. I'd be surprised if it doesn't open up back up. But yeah, no, they said there's multiple beta phases. So yeah, there are. We just don't know when the next. I don't think we know when the next beta phase begins. Is the big thing. But we just know okay. how long this one lasts. We understand the parameters for getting in. Overall, I'm pretty happy with it. I'm just perplexed why we only get one day of drops. But I'm overall relatively happy with the system. In agreement? Yeah, I, I'd agree definitely. I think the Valorant beta situation was just. Oh. Like, yeah, a lot of people got keys, but I think I'd rather have it this way where it's just like watch time and then, you know, people mm -hmm. end up getting it. And dude, I can't imagine the amount of bot accounts that were created for the Valorant event specifically. I remember in Bren's stream specifically, there was like a list of exactly the same names with just numbers after them, like Valorant key bot beta one or something stupid like that. So I'm glad like, um, and in general too, like you think of all the big streamers that are on here, XQC, like I'm, I'm sure Tim is on there, Tim the Tapman and, and whatnot. So everybody's going to get in. Basically, if you're not watching the beta, then yeah, you're not going to get in. But four hours, like if you really just, want to whack on your other monitor, play some other games. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think this is the fairest yeah. possible way of doing it. I like the transparency because the, the Valorant one was just all RNG. Like you could you yeah. could get it and you could get it very quickly or it could take you like or you could get a long time. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, it was just yeah. really weird. And the other thing is my, my tiny gripe with the Valorant beta as well is that it was actually region restricted. Because uh, Riot, Riot loves to shit on small regions, so, you know, OCE didn't get in day one. Um, it's just the truth. And um, I had to I had to get an NA, don't tell Riot this, not that I care, but I had to get an NA <laughs> account to uh, to even be eligible for the for the Valorant beta. Whereas at oh, least the Overwatch 2 beta here, like, any, everyone can get it as far as I'm it's aware. It's on your account, yeah. How ironic, given how successful the smaller regions were at VCT this past weekend. <laughs> yes. Well, awesome to see you, by the way. Yeah, so, uh, this is the Overwatch podcast. Odds, but, all right, all so now let's yeah. talk Valorant. Now that we've talked Valorant. about Overwatch. Yeah. Valorant. Uh, <laughs> bring Sideshow on. Bring Sideshow so, on. Yeah, Come now on. we can bring it back. So overall, though, <laughs> beta traveling. stuff, you have the info. It's starting the 26th. The drops day is going to be the 27th. It's going to run for like the, what was the date again? May, till May uh, 17th. 17th. And then it might come back. Probably will. Well, probably will be no more beta phases after that. So then now let's move away from like Overwatch 2 stuff. Let's get into like the old nitty gritty. Let's get into esports and specifically about esports and, <laughs> and tier lists and stuff and comparing everyone, comparing things like you would. Uh, let's talk about the talent, the 2022 Overwatch League talent, because we have to just compare everyone and talk about who I don't like or who I do like. So let's let's have the list here of the talent that make it 2022, because some of them, we might know their faces. Oh, yeah. we might know some of their faces, Kurt. Let me bring up our list here. Um, because honestly, I we need a graphic. I didn't give Kurt a link for this. Oh, one. you didn't give Kurt a graphic? <laughs> it, it might well, have been. Oh, I'm yeah. scrolling. Uh, I can I find it. Okay, Kurt's fine. Well, pretty much, uh, it's, it's pinned bad. on my Twitter, Kurt. It's pinned on my Twitter. Yeah, go to, uh, go to Apple's <laughs> Twitter. Yeah, yeah. 
Go to Avril Twitter mean, because pinned. I mean he's just so supportive of his friends that he's himself is on the Overwatch League for yeah. 2022. But yeah. Yeah. oh look at that! Hey, if you now. if you scroll up really quickly, you'll see that Kurt doesn't follow me. Wow! Whoa! I'm still the chat account. Yeah, they only give that to a couple. Yeah, forgive you. Forgive you, Kurt. We only give that to a couple people. So look at this list, huh? I like all these people. I think they're all quite oh, no. good at their jobs. They're I have one gripe. Handsome. I have one gripe. Connor, Connor is on this list, and that makes me angry. Mm. Well, I'm. Uh, <laughs> there's a whole story related to that. You know, we can't talk. It's. I've been the K hole. Ketamine. It just ruined my life. But <laughs> the, the ketamine jokes. What's going the, on the past? It's just. What is Florida done to you, man? I, I just, it, just, it was. It just it popped up in the past couple of days. But I, I think this up. is a great. It's a great list. I'm very happy with this. We kept oh, pretty much like there was a lot of rumors. Like, oh, like who's not coming back? Who's coming back? I noticed that Jaws. You've created the most dramatic rendition of any talent photo mm. i've ever seen in my life i needed a new one i i submitted the one so we had to submit on the form like what oh you did your photos and whatever and uh, i submitted with me it was me and hex at the homestand in washington when we did the skit where i was dressed up as like a an old english person with tea and i had the powdered wig and stuff and then he came in and flipped the tray i submitted that one and the other one they chose the dramatic mm. one which, yeah. which is fine. I like it in contrast to Mitch's one, uh, where he's holding <laughs> yeah. the, the, the flip flop. I did actually have one where I'm holding McVitie's UK, like British biscuits on my ear, and I thought maybe not. I like that Cuss's is valiant profile picture too. Um, yeah. But overall, a lot of journey faces. Johnny, of course, coming back. Jaws, Avril, or Purse. Is that for World Cup, Johnny? Yeah, that, yeah I, that, it looks like World Cup. Two thousand. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. my photo is old enough. I'm still wearing glasses. Oh yeah. <laughs> you look a lot dude, more you look dude, more erudite. Glasses, I had this exact problem because we were in COVID for like two years that like there were no up to date photos of me. So yeah. it was like that photo yeah. or like twenty eighteen Johnny. And it let's not show twenty eighteen Johnny. So there you go. Twenty nineteen Johnny is. <laughs> I did in my announcement video. The one year difference, Johnny. The one year difference, huh? The rogue Johnny trying what to dunk a basketball. We've also got a lot of new faces here, too. I mean, yeah. Jaws are with Necro. We've had Leg Day and Lemon. Leg and Lemon, they've been grinding contenders. Trid, my boy Trid. Ah, uh, my boy Trid, he's made champion. it. Uh, yeah. You know, partnered with Vicky. And so, like, there's a bit of swaps, but a lot of new faces in the league. Grassroots. Yeah, track. Grassroots Esports Pipeline. Any Pipeliners? Yeah. And um, I'm I'm always happy to see people that are contributing and have been working very hard in our tier two scenes, uh, getting recognized, you know, and getting some opportunity. Which is like when you look at Lemon and Leg Day and, and Necra, like the Entrid, these are all people that have been, and of course Avril, but you've already been here before. Like it's not your first year, so I'm not going to acknowledge you. You get enough acknowledgement, so that's fine. But overall, it's good to bring Seth up from tier two as well. So yeah, great to bring Seth up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's cool. Cool. I'm glad. I'm glad everyone's here. Uh, there's really not much else to say. It's kind of just I'm like bat chesting over the talent announcement. Like <laughs> it's just like I'm glad to see that we're seeing some more uh, tier two people involved and like people that have been involved in the scene for a long time. I think that's overall healthy. It's healthy for your talent scene for people to get opportunities <laughs> in general to get to make more money <laughs> and things like that. Um, so yeah, that's just that. That's just the talent stuff. So let's move on to now specifically competitive side Overwatch League. There's a report. There's a rumor. It's circulating. It's Brendan's not here anymore. We can do rumors of us. We can do rumors. Well, the thing is, I'm still 50-50 on rumors, but this rumor I'm willing to go on because it kind of there's if we did some technical analysis. If we did some TA, if we looked at the, the, the graphs of the stock, which Johnny worships, he worships the stock market, of course, <laughs> we would see that this is perhaps is, it's backed up. Chengdu potentially looking to release a lot of talent 
potentially a lot of people moving around because of money issues, because of various COVID slash uh, Chinese, like Chinese government related policies and just like overall cost. Um, what do we think about that? If they were to lose a lot of people, because they've already released Ray. Ray is gone. He's no longer part of like the honorary advisor because all, all these Chinese workers also have so many bullshit roles. And a couple of others, right? So many people. Yeah, I think. Well, I know Ray's definitely assistant gone. Coach. I think an assistant coaches, coach. Treat and Jay feel are both gone. Yeah, Treat and oh, Jay feel. Oh, Jay feel. Yeah, what a tragic departure that was. And oh, then God. there was potential rumors that they're going to be shopping around, like the players that are looking for other options, like leave and most notably, but like really a lot of them. There's a lot of players that are looking. Like pretty much everyone's on the table of like shopping offers potentially. So looking at that, what would a potential Chengdu roster that's budget look like? And where are those players that are looking to not be oh my God. go? Maybe I can um I can tell right now there is they they want to go down to a six man roster that's all but been confirmed, um and they want to basically remove two two out of four supports, which actually is you know, kind of I mean, makes that's sense. Pretty reasonable. Four yeah, supports reasonable. seems a little Very much, reasonable. you know. I get it. You can get rid of two of them. Um, Wait until they you hear also... about Boston's three tanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't please don't um that's a really they one. they are potentially looking to also shop leave off the team and i think that's something they very much want to do not because they don't want to keep him they would love to keep him but he's easily their most expensive player and their yeah. parent company Huya is having a lot of financial troubles as avas was talking about so one of the biggest costs on the team is leave and so they gotta they want to cut him because they want to cut costs so leaves being shopped around quite seriously God, if Lee's not in the if Lee's not in the league, man, what a devastating. No, I've, I've heard that other teams have already taken interest, so there oh, is okay, interest. Thank God. Quite a few teams have taken interest. Where do we um, want it to go? Crazy. Do you want to go there, Avril? Do, do we want to get into that discussion now? Or, I, I mean, or, sure. Let's. I mean, let's discuss if, not? like, yeah. let's say we were to get rid of some, like, some of the Chengdu supports because the current Chengdu support line, like, they have Evil Nisha, and Far Away, uh, Far Away, and then also and Monk. Monk. So, like, yeah. let's say of those players, and of course, leave. Who's the most likely to depart? Because leave just saying to shop around. Who are the most likely supports to depart? And where would these players then, including leave in the sports, go to? Let's talk that. I I believe there there was some streaming announcement that included Nisha, Farway, and Jimmu. So if anything, if you were to really look between the lines and look for clues, those might be three plays that are remaining on the roster. Which means mm. Yveltal Monk is potentially gone monk uh, being gone is crazy yeah monk's cracked bro that's i'm actually gonna double thought, check that information to make sure i'm not capping but i thought they keep a monk out of all the supports to but eventually it's a two-way so that you know you can kind of no chase is how... dead there's no more academy academy's gone yeah they they result the chaser is done fair but uh yeah yeah of okay. course chaser is gone i was just thinking maybe like he's first on the the, the chopping block because he's not like a full he, it didn't have a full contract, unlike Nisha. Um, and there were those issues last playoffs as well with him watching anime and really enjoying anime. So maybe that would lead to Valtor well, being gone. That should, yeah. Um, I mean, if you enjoy anime, you probably should be off the team. Yeah. <laughs> get out. Absolutely. Oh, get God. out. No, but there were some issues with him, you know, playing in the roster, etc. with that. And so maybe he'd be kind of first on the block. Like if they kept Nisha, I'd be happy. I'm on Nisha Stan. I'll be the first one to admit I really like Nisha. And if he, he was the full-time main support of this team, maybe, you know, there's some cruxes with that, but I'd really uh, enjoy seeing that. So wouldn't be against mm. it. Okay. Okay. And then teams though, but what teams do they go to? Like where would a leave go to in the, because I would imagine it's probably going to be another roster with like another Chinese organization. Yeah. I, I mean, I have a few. 
love picking up 70-man rosters, so... What? I have a few landing positions that I've worked out. Um, Spark is actually one of them, and it's not because they want a huge roster. If you actually look at the financials, Billy Billy also lost a billion dollars uh, last year, so who knows about that. But the reason why I say Spark is not because it would increase the cost. It wouldn't cost them more. They have the fat to trim off because they've got a huge roster. They just cut a few players. If you cut two to three players and allocate their salaries to leave, you can finally afford one leave, you know? Remove three players, add one player, and then that's leave. That's that's all that Spark would have to do to get leave. Um, so that's one potential option. I think APAC would be an obvious place because he gets to stay in China. Maybe the, the whole logistics thing with visas would be too difficult for leave to leave China. Um, so one of those teams, Guangzhou, could be a possible landing spot because uh, they have a very bare roster and all they would need to do is somehow find the money to get leave and they're not tied to streaming i believe guangzhou is owned by traditional sports in china so they're not tied to some sort of streaming thing which has been hit hard in in, in as far as chinese businesses um so they could potentially do it i mean i could see moon on shanghai just doing it just to screw other teams just like i'll take him just to stop you from getting him and um you know wow. just 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 a casual triple dps mvp line of flitter leave and lip might just be a little bit good you know um shanghai could probably afford it too I actually looked at one NA team that actually seemed reasonable. And one NA team that seems, there's a couple of NA teams that seem reasonable as well. Glads uh, would probably be willing to drop money, but who knows if they want to go through that process. Define is a team that loves to drop money as well. So they could potentially look to do that. They uh, also don't have all though currently. I mean, it's possible just because you have to look at financials as the main thing and who's willing to wait for people as well. Um, you know, teams like that mainly is, is who I'm looking at as landing spots because most teams probably can't afford leave. So you have to look at the teams with decent financials or teams where it logistically makes sense. Okay, okay. So there has to be a big money spender, more than likely. I mean, to me, a Chinese work makes sense because he'd probably want to remain in China and also because of continuing like COVID-related policies, it's probably still pretty hard to get a Chinese player, I imagine, out of China still currently. But I'm not exactly sure on that, so don't quote me. But I know that there are currently like a very various policies in place that are making it kind of interesting um, related to all sorts of those logistical moves. But Leave could go to a big spender team. And would he, and, and more importantly, even if Leave were to go there and replace the team, we know probably every team we go to get instantly better. What would a Chengdu without Leave look like, though? Would a Chengdu oh. without Leave, would it still be a team that we're like, ooh, this team's good? Well, let's say theoretically it was like a no. team of like, no. Naga, if they lose Jindu, Leave, you know? they're worse than Hangzhou, they're worse than yeah. Philly. Um, they're probably competing with like Guangzhou and Valiant. They're yeah, probably super, might even yeah. be worse. Like I don't, you know, Jinmu is good still, but I significantly drops my expectations of that team without leave. That's just how yeah. it is. It's a DPS game, and he was so crucial to that team, in my opinion. Okay, so it would make the mid. I no, think so. that's not mid. That's like bottom. Mid is like Philly. Really? You don't think? You think like? Even if they kept the core of, like, let's say they managed to keep Gaga, like, far away, Nisha, and then Jinmu, and what? Like, yeah, that's okay. definitely mid. That's is not it, bottom. I, is There's that no bottom? Shot. Is no, that really bottom? I think really that's, that's bottom. That's mid. That's mid, yeah. Well, I still think someone like Fusion, like, with their DPS duo. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm open. I'm definitely open to the idea of Chengdu losing leave, making them a bottom tier team. 
because I feel like so much of their strategies revolved around it. I'm open to that idea. They're not worse than Valiant and Guangzhou. I'm open to that idea, but I'll take that back. But there's no way they're going to be worse than those two teams. They're better than those guys. I feel like they would probably still be mid, worst case scenario, but I'm open to the idea just because I feel like it's tough to imagine their identity without him. It's tough to imagine their identity without Lee, like what they do, you know? When, I, when, I, when you said, when you said, oh, I could see them, you know, I, I like to see them become a bottom tier team. In my mind, I just went straight to, oh, here we go. Vast is trying to antagonize Chengdu again. This, this is his character. Well, it's mostly just, I, it's mostly, I simply don't know, like, I don't know a, ch- a good Chengdu without leave, right? And that's the thing. It's yeah. simply the fear of the unknown. Like, I just learned that when two black holes merge, they could send a larger black hole out into the universe and it could instantly kill us if it passed by a solar system, right? So that's like Chengdu losing leaf. It's like two black holes merging and it flings out at a fraction of the speed of light and it could kill us at any moment. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you want to know what two black holes merging? Two black holes merging is... Andy Miller coming out like I've got a bit of a budget for leave. Let's bring him on the shock. That'd be oh too like all merging. Christ, that would be crazy. <laughs> that would be absolutely. I would love for a out of left field signing where leave enters on like an NA roster. It would Thank be really fucking cool. Okay, not that one. Not that one. I'd <laughs> be way cooler like some other rosters. Like maybe, maybe, maybe other rosters. But look, like... if Atlanta's willing to wait like half a year for Speedly. Someone's willing to be like, oh, it'll take an extra hour for long to get leave over, but it might be worth it. He is Just the get Duolingo, you know? bro. Just get sponsored by Duolingo. No, we're not even sponsored. We're just ad reading for them for no money. So, like, okay. But so, I, I think Hangzhou is the most li- likely destination. Right? Not the most likely, but it, the most exciting hypothetical. Because I listened to Tactical Crouch and I, I heard that you guys brought up the Shy and Leave duo potential. And that it just got me giddy. It just got me giddy. It was it like, it good. makes sense. They're a Chinese franchise. Maybe drop a few players. You have too many anyway. You know, maybe you don't need pineapple if you have leave and shy. Like, it's it's too good of a hypothetical. You talk about Boston three tanks. Hanjo Spark of three tanks. They don't need three what tanks. What is Bernard they can doing? Drop somebody. Well, you know, what get is rid of, get two Bernard. other tanks doing there? Like, come on now. They, I mean, have Lige, Lige they have players to cut to make space for leave. It yeah, is possible. Absolutely. Like, it's too many possible. players. So there, there are. So you don't think it would be it would be essentially possible to go to like charge? I feel like leave a charge is like I did say charge. I did say charge. Yeah, yeah. But, was, but it seems like everyone's saying spark is the most likely. But as if charge is like out of the. I equation. think spark's most likely because they've or, they already have a history of just having a bazillion players. Well, I mean, my argument is and they, they wouldn't have Brazilian players. They, they, yeah, they, they, would, they would be they cutting would players. The yeah, so right, the sure, reason sure, I sure. say Spark instead of Charge is because Charge would have to find extra money. Spark don't have to find extra money. They just have to reallocate the current money that they have. True. True. That's fair enough. So, I mean, it could be a really interesting landscape within Chinese the Chinese Overwatch scene because where Leave ends up and what happens with Chengdu. I, realistically, Chengdu without Leave is definitely not top tier anymore. But unless like they just get their shit together pretty significantly, which it would be interesting because I don't feel like their their history is relied pretty heavily on him. But somebody to keep an eye out for and watch out where you might land if they leave Chengdu and things like that. Oh, for sure. Um, now, on the less poggers, actually, I mean, I guess Chengdu dissolving because of monetary problems is also not poggers. But also on, or I guess it is poggers, but I understand with this next topic. London drop provide. London has dropped provide. Uh, there was a second scandal that sort of came out. Shockingly enough, Someone that says vile, hateful slurs also has other things going on. So this is, um, a sh- they announced recently that Provide was, they had parted ways with them, um, and they're actively looking at some other flex support options. There's rumors circulating about, like, players like Landon or, uh, you know, potentially, like, Luke Mina, Landon maybe. Yeah, there, there's some options there. But looking at this, I think my biggest takeaway from this is 
Why was he on this roster? <laughs> I, Why was he on I, this roster to begin with? <laughs> I, I need to interject for one real quick thing and just backpedal because I got one piece of information wrong. Oh. The 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 whole Chengdu thing was actually far away. Yveltal and Jinmu uh. were potentially rumored to be staying. So that means Nisha and, and, and Monk are not. It's far away Yveltal and Jinmu. Sorry, Johnny. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Johnny. That's, that's anyway, fair. Continue, right. continue. I mean, continue. the intro here is just... It's that, but also more so... I am... I, I personally, to put my own face on this, is that I'm okay with... Some people are like, we need people to reform. We need to give chances for people... Second chances for people, especially super young, closeted gamers that oftentimes don't understand the hurtful actions that they do and don't really have a full grasp of the context of what they do because they're just basement dwellers. I'm okay with that. It's like when I look at like Kaluge, right? I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I think he's done some toxic things, but it was necessarily, I don't feel like it was nearly as heinous as some of the stuff I saw provide, who's also an adult, a, a very much an adult when these things occurred. So I was very much against this pickup from the beginning. And now with this dropping of like, because a second scandal came out and they're like, okay, it's not worth it. Like, we're going to look for someone else. Like, we just can't keep them on the brand. To me, when I look at this is your reaction. Was this London making a mistake going for this pickup to begin with? I mean, I, I, I think so. I think that there, there is a difference between Provide and Kalush. I'm not like, if you, if you make any kind of mistake whatsoever, like you're instantly just like banned, shouldn't be picked up for the uh, for league. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not on that. Obviously, you know, there's gray areas. There's, there has to be context behind what happened. In the case of Kalush, even like, he, it was rumored that he did things that he didn't actually do, uh, which affected the community perspective and what people thought about Kalush as a player, etc. Now, don't get me wrong, did some bad things, okay? Did some really bad things that deserve to be investigated and looked into before he, he was finally approved. When it comes to Provide, like, to me, it was like, across the line. I, my personal opinion was like, it's probably across the line. This is not really someone that, if I was the GM of Lona Spitfire, I would not have chosen to pick up Provide or Slur as he uh went by if you know i was the commissioner of overwatch leagues which thank god i'm not you know uh i wouldn't have one day probably uh one day one day maybe like 20 years i'm the only one left in this community um i i wouldn't probably have approved um of, of this signing because just personally my, my view is like it, it crossed a certain line um in this case but i can you know if you want to expand on that topic and be like well you know i i do think that there is a place for redemption within the Overwatch League if you've done some things that are a bit milder perhaps because um, it deserves to be said like if you've done some pretty bad things uh, that reflect poorly on you um, you're not going to have like uh, a lot of fans you're not going to have uh, a great experience engaging with the community and experience you know engaging with fans in that regard uh, but that could also be a chance for redemption proving that you have changed your mind proving that you are a different person and that you've changed your perspectives and your actions most importantly you get like a bit of an inspection onto your actions to see if you really are a changed person and see what what you can actively engagingly contribute to community and contribute to people who um you know partake in the community and um, are looking for some kind of fun interaction with the community what can you do for those people that spend their time watching you play and spending time interacting with you and uh, being invested in teams like that. that that could be a path of redemption for some of these players who have messed up in the past but as it relates to provide i think from the first place it was a little bit across the line for me what i was willing to um except for a player in this situation. Um, and it's just, like, devastating, really, uh, to see some of those screenshots, like, between him and uh, this younger woman. It was just, like, 
because we've had this a few times now in the Overwatch scene, and every time it's just like so disheartening, and it's like, what the fuck do we do about this? And like, you try to think about like what could possibly happen. Like, do we have to like, you know, have meetings like with these players? Like, there does need to be like a kind of an education in place. But like, this is stuff like before he was even part of the Overwatch League. This is I don't know exactly his contenders trajectory and what that looked like for him as a contenders player but like is it feasible for all contenders players to have some kind of like formal training with this kind of stuff and like that's like not even overwatch's responsibility the formal training the like formal training is you look at you scandals like this happen and the other tier two players should look at it and be like oh that should be the that's that, yeah that's not just why it's for you, so then. insane that it just keeps happening now this was a couple of years ago right i don't know what exactly if, yes it was yeah. most of this was it was the same time of his but still, like what the it fuck? was two years ago but he was a, very much an adult he was like 2021 20, somewhere around there it's like and 20 or something yeah. yeah and like definitely an adult it was but still two years ago this is stuff it's, it's frustrating that we can't do anything like this is just who they are i'm like fuck. well johnny we start getting into we start getting into like original sin and like what you know free will and shit at that point so i mean sure. a little bit beyond our scope then so okay maybe I'm not sad of asking this i know i know you're sad i know and i feel like we're probably there's no point to even touch that too much because i'm sure we're all in agreement with that honestly let's then move beyond this a bit um where does london go from here who do they get what are some of the best options for this team moving what about forward? the rumor you heard about the rumor i mean i've heard the landon rumor landon london landon london i have heard Land that in london yeah yep. is that their best option though what whatever happened to the i mean isn't there a lucamino what's going on with that guy what's going on with that guy i like lucamino i don't know what you know why he's not on a roster i I, I don't know European anything about london like supports that are available no, no, no. You don't want a European one because then you have to deal with the visas. Oh, you visa, that's one. right. Because And they're going to be based out of NA anyways, correct? So, yeah, you have to get an NA one. Right? Yeah, American you want a North American one. Yeah, sense. so a North American yeah. player would make the most sense here. So probably a land and a Lucmino. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how many other really in North American flex sports that are available that would be able to play for this team other than those two um, that are considered good enough. But it's probably just because my overall, like I have like general knowledge, but it's been a while. I've been doing a lot of shit. I can't remember everything. So... If there's any other names on the list, like you don't cast NA containers anymore, Connor. No, I don't. And also, I do my best to keep up with it. But when you're covering like three different games and having a full time job and all this other shit, it's hard to like remember everything. I know people get really mad. It's like, why doesn't he remember every single fact that's ever happened in the history of the universe? I'm like, well, I don't. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just, just how it is. So, would those then replacements, let's say the land and rumor works out, or maybe even Luke Mino, right? Either of those two, would they fill that gap that provide was like player wise, pure skill wise? Would they fill that gap? Would it make this team more exciting in any way, or would it be less exciting? I think Provide was one of, like the the last pieces I think of when I think about this team. Literally, he he might have been when I when I thought about Lono Spitfire going into the season. I'm actually quite you know optimistic about Lono Spitfire. I've seen that everyone on Tactical Crouch they ranked them last. I didn't rank them last. More on that later. But I, I actually think there's some interesting pieces like Sparker, uh, Shaxx, of course, is fun to watch. The tank Lennox is exciting. Admiral on the main support role, I think he's an exciting prospect and I like what I've seen from him so far. So Provide was literally like the last piece I thought of. So I don't, I don't really care that he's gone from the roster. Like, like, I don't give a but shit. But then we get a like, new piece. With a, with a, a flex new support. piece. Helpful. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a huge downgrade to begin with, in, in, if it even is a downgrade. So um, hmm. I, don't, I don't think it affects the team too much, quite honestly. No, I mean, any? Do we have any disagreement there across the board? No, it's feel- just like a new talent from the NA region. Like, I think there's a lot of players that have not had a chance. So, yeah, anybody that's like Lucamino, yeah, bring him up, give him a give him a go. I don't think there's 
much to say that, oh, it would be a terrible pickup to replace Provide, or like it would go the other way. It's like, oh, why didn't they pick up them before? You know, I think anybody that's in that kind of role, especially in a new game that, and in the NA scene specifically, you've seen how many players have been brought up already. Like, I think there are a lot of decent prospects overall in NA contenders that have just not had a chance yet. And I think Luke Amino and uh, those kind of supports are one of them. It's probably the only two notable names, right? Because the, the other person people would say from NA, technically, Uprising Academy, is simple, but he's too young. Sure. Um, and he's also playing Counter-Strike. Um, so it's just it's just Landon and Luke Mino, right? And what's really interesting about this is Luke Mino has kind of been passed over by two teams. Because Mayhem were obviously in the market for another flex support. Didn't go for Luke Mino, went for Kareev. Maybe that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it is, they want to go for Kareev. Maybe that's fine. Um, but then London passing up Luke Mino as well for Landon. It is quite interesting. I, do, I don't know why. I, I don't know enough about these players. I haven't watched enough of their gameplay personally either. Um, no, I don't know either. But, to me, Landon yeah, is a more interesting prospect, I will say, for London, simply because he's young. On, he's much younger. He hasn't, I feel, I don't think he's had as much time because he's with Solaris currently as his team. Yeah. Uh, the, but so, and he's oh, kind of a ranked demon as well. He's kind of a ranked demon. So like, I'm interested in those high mechanical value flex supports and players heading to Overwatch 2 and teams that have like, there's more polishing to be done to that player. But the biggest thing is that I don't know what the hero pool is going to be like because apparently he's like very BAP oriented and there's not as been much Ana or Moira, which are two good, really good uh, support roles heading into Overwatch 2, right? So it's just interesting to see like where, where that potentially fit, but maybe a new fresh flex support. I, I will say for what it's worth, uh, Solaris, they announced their roster uh, three days ago for some tournament and uh, Landon was not on their roster. So, uh, uh, mm. and Luke Amino was on their Ooh. roster. So <laughs> London, as of three days ago, does not have a team. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that, uh, that's all the screen time we're going to give London because I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not excited about them moving forward in the season, but I'm glad that provides gone because it was one thing to be potentially the worst team, but also to have the most hated team at the same time. You can, should pick one. You can be worst, but loved, or love, but or not loved, but amazing. You shouldn't be both. Generally, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Are be you both speaking both. from experience from season one or? Uh, well, first of all, I have no experience. I didn't think he saved time. So <laughs> okay, now, okay, moving forward, Exy. I remember Exy. Everyone remember that guy? Yeah, yeah. Name? Oh, uh, he's signed God. to the Florida Mayhem. They've signed Exy, and this is recently also... We didn't actually... It's not on this list, but they dropped... I don't remember if we talked about it, but they dropped Mirror. They dropped Mirror, well. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I guess we'll just combine this into this topic, because we haven't talked about this, because like Johnny said before we went live, we haven't done an episode in a little bit. So <laughs> Exy is signed, Mirror is dropped. Thoughts? Do we have them? Good. Yeah, Exy back. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think Exe is an upgrade over Mirror, 100%. I don't think Mirror... Uh, it's weird, because whenever I think of Mirror, I'm like, wow, the guy that played all three roles first, like, whoa. And like, <laughs> the tank and the support didn't really work out for them too well when he was on them, and it felt like they were trying to fill a gap somehow. When he was on DPS, yeah, his hero pool specifically was things like Doomfist. He was more of a specialist kind of uh, kind of player, and he did play those at a very high level. But I think Exe overall is is definitely an upgrade in the DPS department, especially on the hit scan, of course. Did, did yeah. you make this video, Avast? No, this is a great I, video. It is a good video. The, the Mayhem graphic designers are very good. A Popcorp shout out. Um, oh, cool. oh. Good stuff from them. Uh, I, I think it's pretty exciting. What does do? Does it feel like the dropping a mirror and the pickup of XE does it signal maybe a harder hit scan meta that is potentially being anticipated here, or is it just a reshuffling? 
I mean, I think it's sort of aim, they didn't really have a, a hit scan. Yeah. But they have a minor, I guess, but... Isn't, I mean, Hydron isn't plays Hydron a hit scan. He does, yeah, he yeah, does yeah. play hit scan, but I think he was, like, a much more of a tracer player, but he did play hit scan as well, so... Yeah, if you, I mean, Albert released a statement as well, and it, he did. You know, yeah. paraphrasing it, it's basically like you. They were they were originally wanting to use Mirror as like an Omega Sigma Ultra Flex that plays literally all the heroes in the entire game, uh, and it can fit in anywhere. But I think at some point they realized they didn't need that anymore, and they'd rather be more focused. And this is partially why you, you know, if I backpedal to the leave Hangzhou thing as a rumor, as a possible not a rumor as possibility, is this is a clear example of a team reallocating resources to make space for another player. Okay, we got to get rid of Mirror. His salary can go to Exe, and that's how we fit him in. Um, and here we go. Hit scans look pretty important. Overwatch too. Sunny Exe gives us additional firepower and hit scan heroes. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. There doesn't need to be a lot of extra explanation for it. Um, Mayhem yeah, and I guess making moves that maybe will checkmate them in the long cornered run. him as well. So uh, you yeah. know, oh, checkmated him. Checkmated him. Nice. So checkmated him. do it also. It's been a while since we've seen. I mean, Exe hasn't really played in a bit, right? Now, if I'm remembering properly, because he since oh, it's the fuel, yeah, oh, yeah, since yeah, the fuel is. Are we expecting him to be just as good as he was? Is this going to be like someone that they're hope that's hopefully yeah. going to have? And if they are just as good as they are, does this significantly as they were, I should say, in fuel? Is this something that significantly changes the trajectory of Mayhem? Just by the way, he, th this wasn't the only team he could have been on because there was a room that he was going to go Valiant. Yeah. So this is the second team that offered him. So there is a market to get Exe back in. Is what I'm saying. So, what if he's that good? Does it change the trajectory of Mayhem significantly? If they have a very strong hit scan player, I think so. I think this this roster is now a lot more exciting to be. Now, I don't know what the visa situation is for Xe. Like, it might just be a fielder kind of scenario where he just sits from like a room. I can say from the insider information, I think it's like they're expecting to get him within two months, maybe. Hopefully, okay. within two okay. months of the states. That's it's not the worst. Yeah. Quite a bit, but also not the worst. And like, compared to speedily, it's way better. Yeah, uh, way better. So yeah. um but I, I I think this roster there's some elements to it where I'm like it's kind of stacked. I think Ixi and Hydron and Checkmate is like a pretty good DPS trio. I think that Hydron is going to impress a lot of people this year, and you got that long range option with um Xe to complement that and Checkmate being like the flex player. Like I think that's a sneaky good DPS trio. I think that someone is someone who's going into this season, you know, we're like, okay, you know, someone's going to be a good contender's time coming into this season. And I think the past, like, week or so, his reputation has just, like, really gone through the roof. A lot of people are saying really nice things about him in the, uh, the stock exchange and being excited about him and his uh, potential this year. So um, I think this, this team is now sneaky, kind of mid-tier good in NA and might even compete with some of the better teams for you know you mean six five maybe you mean the fans that ranked florida 20th place out of 20 are wrong there was no one who ranked them 12. i don't think anyone put there were people that put them no. very low though but th yeah i don't think anyone put them quite at 20 i think that was exclusively resigned for like I, like london still exclusively but how many upvotes did those comments have avril who knows? Let's 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 zoom in. I remember these, these people okay, need to be named. I remember. I remember definitely people saying they'd be thirteenth out of thirteen in NA. Yeah, people like, think they're going to be. There were some people that think they're pretty bad. Someone is a very interesting prospect though. Someone that's watched. Someone has watched as as this a person. It begins. That, I can't wait for watched, Johnny to see how the desk talking about watched this crap. A, a lot of scrims and talked to the coaches and other players. It seems like he is actually, and that's a, and I'm going to lead this into my next point here 
more closely related to Mirror, he's really, really, his mechanics are actually very strong. Um, surprisingly strong for a tank player and has taken to like Doom like very, very well in particular. So I, I've been very impressed with someone. Someone is almost more of like the type of what I was expecting, like super and super. Uh, yeah, no joke. Uh, no joke. No, but I'm not super. I'm not, but I'm not. No, but, someone, but, I'm, but you miss, you're not letting me finish. You're just starting the outrage. Okay. As in, All like, right. the, the flexibility <laughs> of their hero pool. I'm not necessarily the okay. peak of their All right. heroes. All right. The flexibility, I'm, I, he's closer to what I expected, like a Reiner and a super uh, to be the flexibility of their hero pools. Not okay. so, I'm not saying the All peak right. of their skill, <laughs> just how wide their hero pool is. Okay. I'm sorry. That's I'm it. I'm sorry. Oh, so That's all there is. Now that leads me to my second point because he took up Doom. That was definitely part of the reason that Mirror uh, lost some viability. I think because like Doom was a very big hero for him. Also, I mean, he was it sounded like he was, they just weren't finding a better role for him in the DPS pick either. But he didn't have like the Doom pocket pick anymore because someone was picking that up. So the bigger controversy I think with the Mirror dropping is it was very close to the season starting. It was very very close. Um, and if someone's harped, God damn it! Now I'm just stuck on someone. <laughs> as a person that's harped on this change before and albert gave a very clear concise explanation and as someone that's close friends with albert and talked to him i understand the reasoning for this from an organizational perspective it makes sense because you only have two options as a team heading to overwatch 2 if you find that you have a player that's redundant on your roster right you let them rot on your bench hoping you can maybe trade them and then their career is potentially just ruined or you let them go and hoping they can find another team before the season as early as possible, which is what they did here with the information. Because remember, they didn't have the game that early. But my issue with this is a larger issue. It's not even specifically a mayhem-specific issue. It's an issue with Overwatch League contracts in general is that they've weakened player protection so significantly. Um, they used to be ridiculously strong, and now they're very, very weak where like the default contract is like 30 days payout if when you get released from your contract. Um, do we feel like that's going to be a continuing issue heading into the Overwatch 2 the Overwatch League season where players might just be getting dropped because like well we didn't know the game we don't know how they're going to perform league starts we're just going to drop them because but, like there's no player protections I got I got to say it, it I think it was it, there needed to be something to help the teams out because otherwise you have the Dallas Fuel situation where half your team's playing Valorant on the bench yes and you're still paying them so you got to prevent classic. that from happening um but yeah, I mean, it is pretty rough on the players. I think the players probably end up needing to have to negotiate themselves a, situ a contract where they get more than 30 days. Like, they could even make it 60 days. I don't know, but they can they can negotiate better contracts for themselves if they have the purchasing power to do so. Not everyone's going to have that. Uh, but yeah, more players could be dropped. Because you, what you could be seeing is when the beta actually is open to more people, especially Tier 2 players, once Tier 2 players start playing the beta and they start looking good and contenders or whatever starts up again and the competition is there, um, you may very well see situations where current players get let go on 30 days and then they get replaced by a good contenders talent that just look better once they have the game. It's possible. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I don't like when player... I, I think it was very ridiculous, like you said, Avril. The player protections were way too high before um, and it was a burden on the teams, the contracts. It just felt like they've been lowered almost to the point where they're essentially meaningless and like, yes, players can negotiate, but the reality Probably is... somewhere like, in the middle, right? The reality is also players can't really negotiate. What, what bargaining power do you have? Like some players have bargaining power, but the majority of players, especially for rosters that are budget, have no yeah, they don't. real they bargaining don't. power. And that's a lot of rosters, even including maybe Chengdu. <laughs> so it's like, it's a lot of rosters where you don't really have any bargaining power. So that's why I want a little bit more middle ground there. 
And I feel like this particular instance was just tough where it's like you if you let Mirror Wad on your bench, everyone's like, why did Mirror Wad on the bench? And everyone's like, just trade him. Forehead. Just trade him. Just trade the player. Fucking how many trades have even happened in the Overwatch League? Not that many at all. So someone has to buy, right? This is the whole thing of like yeah. people like, oh, immortals just sell Valiant for it. It's like, yeah, they are. Like someone has to fucking buy, guys. There's two halves of this equation. Like, you want to yeah. trade someone on the other end has to buy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know what the best way to go about the contracts in that regard is. But like, wouldn't there be a, you know, I think 30 days is a bit too low, <laughs> regardless of, you know, whether you want to, uh, you know, defend the works and the decay situation. But like maybe, you know, 60 days is, you know, doubling that sounds yeah. a bit more reasonable to all parties. But also, wouldn't, you know, th this is kind of related, uh, not the mirror, but like the decay and Ivelto kind of situation. Wouldn't there feasibly be some kind of like professionality clause where it's like hey if you don't like actually commit to practice and like trying to play uh wouldn't you be able to like withdraw some kind of salary or something like that i don't know how totalitarian that is and like well know, i mean technically but, that's they've always had contracts like that like for cause or not for cause terminations right and like for cause is something that's clearly in breach of your contract so and that's generally much more lenient. We're like, you've done this. There's a reason we are terminating you as in direct breach of your contract, like not playing the game. And like, you're not going to get as much uh, compensation, if any, upon the release. Because I, I feel like there has to be some middle ground where it's not about like cutting a player because they're not fulfilling it. And also not like being able to cut players because yeah. they don't um, fit into the organization plans and the org is trying to save money or whatever. There has to be some middle ground where you can punish a player that has problems with committing to practice schedules and like doing it all for the team and trying to earn their salary without having to cut them like that there has to be some kind of legal framework where you can actually like punish a player while still wanting to retain them on the contract and wanting them to change their mind and meaningfully feel feel like they can continue to contribute to the organization and their goals as well but i'm not a lawyer so i don't i don't yeah. know what the best choice is in that regard i'm gonna sum up that segment is we're not lawyers we're not so, lawyers. <laughs> we're not lawyers. That's the end of that segment. So now let's move forward, then go looking a little bit more in the APAC side of things. The LA Valiant, they have recently added two new players to the roster. They've added uh, Ez, Ezan? Ezan? Is Easy, that Han. Easy Han. Easy Han. Easy Han. Yeah. Okay. Easy Han. And then also uh, Assassin um, to their to the lineup. And Easy Han, I believe, was with Team Challenger, Team DC. CC. Right? CC. Yeah. Shanghai Academy. That's what it was. There was CC, and then Sasset hasn't played since like 2020 with, and he was with Spark. With Spark, right? He played like yeah. a show match somewhere recently, but yeah, he played with Spark, yeah. and he was an optic player that never got playtime because you had Rhea, so he just never got playtime. Um, thoughts on these pickups overall, and does it move the needle for Valiant significantly? So there was a rumor that Easy Han was going to uh, Houston before they got Merit. There was a bit of a market for Easy Han. Now, there's a history between Easy Han and No Hill, the coach at Valiant, because uh, he was the coach of Team CC. Easy Han was also on CC. If you notice the, the sort of trajectory here between the overlap of Valiant players and CC personnel and players, there's a lot of them. No Hill's kind of doing the moon thing when he's bringing over the best hits and bringing over the people that he knows uh, personally and has worked with personally. So that, that link makes sense. The Sashin one is a little bit weirder to me. Um, this is one of those ones where, like, if you trust No Hill, you just have to kind of trust the pick it's kind of wacky that this is the guy they go for because it's like is there was there really no one better you know um and apparently if you look at this signing i, I guess the answer is no there wasn't anyone better in the eyes of no hill and the valiant who knows 
This was a very it strange one. It does so seem kind of wild. Like, you look at his history, it's like, well, 2020 was the last time he played for Spark and then didn't play that much. And then two years later, it's like, whoa, there he is. I don't know. It just seems really weird um, just on the face of it. But, I mean, Spark, uh, uh, sorry. Valiant. Uh, the, the Valiant, yeah. I don't think, I don't think overall it adjusts the dial that much. <laughs> Going to be real. I mean, uh, Avril, you'll have way greater insight on this than I would. Um, but... Easy Han on Team CC, you're thinking, well, actually, Shanghai Dragons, they've done a good job of cultivating their tier two talent. And a lot of players, a lot of good players have come from Team CC in the past. Mm -hmm. So you could see this is quite a fairly decent pickup for the for the team. But I don't think Sarsen really moves the needle at all for we, um uh, for me. We covered this in the LA Valiant preview when Josh was here. But um, the one thing I brought up then, I'll bring it up again is that Sashin has been at least active on Ranked, because on his Twitter, um, and we, we looked at this, Kurt brought this up when we did the preview, he's, he's got a bunch of screenshots from recent seasons where he's very high top 500. So he's been active, he's been playing the game, he's been, you know, he's been doing stuff, he hasn't just been asleep, which is at least partially good for him, you know? Yeah, I mean, actually playing the game is always a good thing. I mean, I remember watching him, because he did get some playtime in 2020, and he wasn't particularly stellar in any ways um i wouldn't really say that like he stood out to me over ria but yeah. he was like all right so I, I look at this and i'm like okay it feels like maybe either a player that's been overlooked or just they need a body they just need a body in there um, <laughs> I'm, so. a, I'm a the uh the Admiral part of this where i'm just like i have full faith in no hill like do what do whatever you want i trust your experiment i thought you were about to say i'm available you know i'm john i'm, I'm tanking yeah. i'm available no hill just like Admiral, i'm available okay <laughs> oh, <Never no>. <laughs> <laughs> um no i'm kidding um no i i i just have faith in Noel. like if he's like oh, i want to pick up uh Sashin for this team i'm like okay let's see let's see what you got i think the valiant underdog story while very um attractive from a storytelling kind of uh, point of view i still think there's some merit to it i think Noel is really cooking with gas here in the apex region and now he's not gonna be able to compete with like the shanghai dragons and stole dynasty and stuff like that but i'm still i still feel like they can punch above their weight and if he wants Sashin. Fair enough. Go ahead. He gets it because no one else wanted him. So there was no competition there. Yeah, I mean, if there's no one else there, then... Uh... If he wants Sashin, he can get him. <laughs> well, then let's uh, let's move on from Valiant. Maybe good. Maybe some interesting signings, some diamonds in the rough, potentially. Some players haven't been around a while. Fusion. Um, so first we'll start with the player news, then we'll do like a more general news. Yeah, sorry. I did, Kurt, I've disappointed you again. Uh, but there was, girl, but uh, there was a player signing for Fusion. Um, Bello, Bello Rosia from Team Bellos One. Ria. Bello, <laughs> I do the name because at first I was like, oh, I was like, this is uh, I could I can't say this name properly, so it's gonna like it's gonna roll me if I ever had to say it a lot. But uh, they get they did get a new tank signing, and also on top of that, they've got a shoulder patch. We'll talk about the shoulder patch secondly. Let's talk about the tank signing. So this now makes that few means that Fusion is essentially just T1 plus Carpe at this point. Yeah, which even makes on sense, the coaching though. line, even on the coaching line as well. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because T1 is technically a, they're like academy team. Yeah. Um, so does this move the needle for them as when we look forward to their season? Is it more exciting? Like when they have a, a second tank to complement Fury of just an actual it, main tank player? I, I don't know if it moves the needle in terms of their performance because you're probably thinking Fury is going to play anyway. So Balasria is there for the backup. Um, but when you look at the available talent, I think most people wanted Sato. There was like, oh, the rumor of somebody, somebody thought they saw Sato in the background. Maybe they just caught a cheeky 
half drunk two liter bottle in the background was like oh, it must be sato in, in the back of like carpe stream or something um but it turns out it wasn't sato and balasri is there it makes a lot of sense because he is a t1 player jin has been collecting all his t1 pieces and bringing them over um and balasria was a big part of t1's success as, as as much as the other players were t1 did super well last year they actually beat Talon Esports in the playoffs of season two before they had to uh, forfeit due to COVID and they didn't get to play the rest of their playoffs. And I think they would have been in the finals versus O2. And that's high praise because O2 was such a dominant team last year. You you know Proper, you know Pelican, you know O2. You know that, that team that you should be aware of them, right? So if any team comes even close to O2, that should be exciting. Um, so yeah, all these T1 rookies, I, I think they're good. Uh, I don't know that Bellasri is going to massively improve anything because Fury is the guy for the team, but it doesn't hurt. doesn't hurt to have flexibility. doesn't hurt to have a backup. Okay. okay. Uh, well, we're actually a bit blessed to have Bellasria join this team because I feel like the Philadelphia Fusion, for the most part of the offseason, they were like kind of like ranked quite lowly. Part of that was because they didn't have a main support. Like for the longest time, just like who are they going to have playing main support for them? Um, you know, before Fixa got announced even. So um, I'm just happy they rounded out this roster. Like, honestly, because I think the DPS line deserves it with them and three insist. Like, I think that's genuinely a big threat to some of the better teams in the APAC region. And being able to round out with more versatility, now we have an off-tank and someone like Pelosria, I, I, I think that's great for this squad, which really excites me about their prospects of actually making it to some of these tournaments. I, I think it's absolutely doable um, with the squad they've assembled here now. So, excited about this signing. It helps them out. It makes me happy with Ford Fusion. Fantastic. And then more general news. Fusion gets a nice show. They've gotten a, a beautiful little shoulder patch on there, as shown by Carpe uh, to honor Alarm. It's nice to see jerseys with, um, obviously from very tragic circumstance, but with a little bit of character to them, I think. I feel like jerseys oftentimes, uh, their purpose in sports and esports is like you're a giant billboard for your sponsors, but to actually have yeah. something meaningful on a jersey I think adds a lot of value to a jersey and like what it means to like wear it and also like even to when you're looking at his merch, um, potentially. Though I don't think I don't know if they're gonna be selling them with the alarm patch on there. Um, that might not be happening. And I feel like it maybe it might be kind of poor taste if you did. I don't know exactly where I land on that, but it's nice to see at least on the official player jersey. What's Halo saying? Jersey do be busting or something? What's he got there? Uh, Boston. What do you have in your mind, that bro? <laughs> Dubé Boston. says it's like 11 a.m. in Australia, and this guy's already on it. He fueled Jesus. up a McDonald's and he's ready to go. <laughs> you should have seen him scarf it down before the recording. This man was eating. It was dedicated. Dedicated. It's good. It's a great. It's a great little I, yeah. um, you know piece to have on there. Um, yeah, only only nice things to say about it. Really, it's just good. Okay. I mean, honestly, there wasn't. It was kind of just the fluff piece of it, but it was just nice to see something nice. mention alarm, and it. I like seeing stuff that's significant added to jerseys and to remember alarm because it is still really tragic that he is not going to be in the league this year to watch him play. Um, well, that is kind of the. We're gotten to the end. We're gotten to the final segment now. Brin's player of the week. Just make it yours. I'll make. Brin's player of the I, week. I, I am an owner of this company. I can make it a vast player of the week. It's yours, well, Vass. I mean, it can be mine. I feel like that's a wider conversation. I think it's kind of funny for the time being because Bryn is not here and is in Iceland and was simply have no thoughts about this. I feel like he would have liked my black hole segment earlier, but I'm just going to pick a player. Um, 
And I guess, <laughs> I mean, I fuck. You don't have to pick a player. I'm just saying historically. It could be, it could be historically, it could be anything, but historically it's been a player. Uh, I, scientific community. No, I won't pick the scientific community. Again. I actually think I actually think I am going to pick a player and it's going to be Exy. It's going to be Exy. And the reason for that being Because, is, because he's on your team? No. You're, you're, you're an employee of the Florida Mayhem and you pick no. the Florida Mayhem player that just got signed. This no. That's not the reason. Uh, th that's not the reason. Ben Spoon, thank you for the thousand dollars. That's not the reason. So the real reason is, uh, I think it's very interesting to get a player that is exciting and had to step away because of health problems back into the league, um, where it was clear that he sold a lot more to give, and he was such a talented player when he was playing. So I, I like when I see that that perseverance over a health issue. You know, coming back and be like, hopefully, Xy can remain healthy enough to continue to play. Um, but I think it's also very cool to see it when it's on addition of a team like Mayhem, where it's like kind of like everyone's like, what the fuck is this squad? Pretty much. Um, but I'm just excited to see a player like Xy make his return into the league, especially to eventually get his eye. Uh, imagine the Xy soldier when soldier's fucking busted, you know? Like imagine even Sojourn, if Sojourn's gonna be more meta. Like it's gonna be really exciting to see Xy playing those hit scan roles again um after some of the moments that he's had in the league. So that's why I want I, I'm I'm gonna give it to Xy because I want to see a return to his previous form uh him back in good health and it's nice to see a player make that comeback here into another game and i'm hoping we're going to see kind of that in general with a watch too it kind of is that, that that vibe it's almost the vibe check of xc of like old, old stuff coming back streamers content players hope didn't have that for a long time all of it just coming back for a watch too and that's that's why i'm giving it to xc friends player of the week um good. i'll approve it i'll approve like it that. fair enough and i think uh that's that's the episode we actually, I was worried this was going to be a monster episode, but because I'm a beast, because I'm a beast. <laughs> you actually moved the show a along. monster episode, bro, this is pretty monstrous. I mean, it was pretty big, but it's in terms of overall time, dude, we fucking ramble on Plat Chat Valorant. Like, we fucking, we spend like three hours talking about the guy shot real good. We spent three hours trying to talk about that shit. So it's like, I, I, it's nice that we actually got through it here on Overwatch in a reasonable manner. Um, Dude, so yeah. I watched some of the Tactical Crouch episodes, and they do like two hours and twenty minutes, and then they start talking about anime, like yeah, yeah. two hours, a full and hour of only it. anime. That was only I, one time, but we did actually do that. They're <laughs> combining the anime category with like Overwatch <sighs> analysis. It's it's weird. Bro, Maybe it, it was that it was that around. dry in the off season. We're like, all right, it's time to talk about other things in Overwatch because it's that dry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really does. It's so, ambitious. It's, a, it's ambitious. To do that. We're not going to do that here. We're not going to bring any anime talk on this. I'm already putting my foot down there. Let us know in the comments below when you look at like the hero list. Is there anything that stands up to you for meta? What are you hoping to see meta-wise uh, heading into Overwatch 2 in the next season of the League? Like, what heroes are you hoping to see buffed, nerfed, etc.? Just talk about heroes. Just spam hero talk. Uh, all comments. All comments just talk about hero shit the entire time. And I don't want to hear any other topics of discussion. This is not. A, it's now just a hero tier list podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, we're going to be back. Hopefully next week. Hopefully no more breaks. Uh, and like, comment, subscribe, etc. And we will see you on the next one.